This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former TNA X Division Champion and former TNA World Tag Team Champion, and you are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Enjoy. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 88 of the TNA Across the Line podcast. I am Bob Allen Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. Dallas, last week we found out that Chris Harris is, in fact, not ready to be the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. That is because it took Jeff Jarrett basically an army of people and weapons to finally put him down for the three-count so will Chris Harris ever get another opportunity? Who possibly knows? But this week, we begin yet another tournament. No, it's not the X Cup. No, it's for the vacant NWA World Tag Team Championships because Abyss and AJ Styles simply could not get along. What a shocking development. We've got a returning Sin and Slash tonight. And there's also a handful of other tag teams that I don't even know if we technically know who's in it yet. But Dallas... How excited are you for another tournament in the NWA TNA? Well, Bob, not only is it another tournament, it's another tag team tournament. And uh, let's just say this. I think it's, if you've been listening for, you know, we'll say since day one, I think it's safe to say that TNA's tag team tournaments generally are not good. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, even going back to pay-per-view Number three, uh, I would still argue was one of the most boring shows we have watched as an entire show on this podcast. Uh, I just remember it being awful. And it was today was a tag team title tournament. And we're back for a tag team title tournament. Now, we also had like the Anarchy Asylum mm -hmm. tournament where they like mixed up the teams, uh, which was going on at the same time as the Heart 10 tournament. So then we were getting double tournaments every week. So it, it's been a lot, Bob. But then we got the world, the, the I'm sorry, the the uh, America's X Cups. We had the regular Super X Cup last year. We've already gone through two X Cups this year, and well, there might be more. So it's a lot. It's very overwhelming. But hey, the new church is back, which is funny because Raven just said last week how he got rid of them. Yeah, it's a weird continuity thing there where. Uh, he ran them out of town, and then they came back. I'm sure that means Vampiro will probably return oh, as well. He so. must. Um, we also do know, Bob, that Amazing Red is uh, making his return tonight. Oh, that's right. Which is, I think, actually probably the most exciting thing uh, that we got announced. But besides that, we don't know, uh, I think, any matches necessarily. Um, but, you know, sometimes that's a little more fun. Sometimes it's a, it's fun to go through the surprise of, what are they going to give us? Is it going to be good or is it going to be a shit show? I don't know. Well, kind of going into this blind, would you, uh, do you think you'd find yourself tuning in if going into it, you only knew that there was a tag team title tournament in Amazing Red returning? Um, no, probably not. Because I feel like the only actual team they were like, they're going to be in it was the new church coming back. 
And listen, I like the new church, but I think at this point they've ran their course. They have like got new members so many other times. We we are at the last iteration of Sin and Slash, which wasn't bad, by the way. But I'm just like, I don't know, I think I'm over it. I think I really like them. If they kind of used them more and they were still hanging around, I probably wouldn't, I probably be more excited about that. But mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, Sin and Slash are coming back. It's like, hmm. I think it'd be cooler to see. I mind you, I don't know who, who before you ask me, but like a you know a cool surprise team that we wouldn't expect, even just for the one night or something. I think that'd be more fun. But I don't know. Uh, so I guess to answer your question, I I don't think I would. I think last week's show was uh, we, which we ended up liking. It was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I think this week is definitely a breeder week. It's like okay, I'm gonna you know maybe I should save my ten dollars. Maybe I should. Yeah, last week felt like the like the one big show of the month that they've kind of been right, kind of gearing towards for uh, for the fans. So yeah, I think that's kind of what they're aiming for, and this is at the beginning of the build again towards the big show of the month for April. If I had to guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say so too. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I always try to be optimistic with these, uh, and then I let myself down. I think that it seems to be the better way to look at it. And so I'm, maybe this, ta- this will be the best tag team title tournament. You, you never, never know. know. You never know. It, honestly, they do have some decent teams, uh, in the company. Not as much as I feel like they should have. And of course, is America's Most Wanted going to be in this? I feel like they probably should, but after Harris's loss this week, he's probably not going to no. be. Um, because why would you do that? But like, they're I th- arguably their best team, and they're probably not going to be in it either. Uh, I guess you could bring back the Harris brothers. You know, we love them. Ron and Don. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want that. I know. I'm just joking. Yeah, but I, no. let's no, not uh, let's not try to talk that into existence. Right. That'd be great. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right, well, last week's show, uh, March 17th, usually Dallas does the rundown, but you know what? I'll do it this time. Do it, man. Let's go through it. Uh, we saw Kazarian defeating Elix Skipper in the opening match. Mounty Brown with his in-ring return defeating Chris Vaughn. James Storm was victorious over Shane Douglas. In a Rumble for the Rank Battle Royal, which was really a gauntlet match of sorts, uh, Ron Killings won it. He defeated D'Lo Brown, David Young, Glenn Gilberti, Johnny Swinger, Kid Cash, Conan, Michael Shane, Simon Diamond, and Sonny Siaki. Now, the order of ranking from first to the winner would be uh, David Young, D'Lo Brown, Sonny Siaki, Kid Cash, Conan, Gilberti, Diamond, Swinger, Michael Shane. So in order of title shots, if that's how we're interpreting this, Means that Michael Sheen would get the next shot after Ron Killings. Yeah, but that's not ever going to happen. No, these ranking things—they um, don't ever uh, pan out. No, uh, there was a NWA World Heavyweight Title Number One Contendership Ladder Match where Abyss defeated AJ Styles, and then of course the main event for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Jeff Jarrett successfully defended against the Wildcat, Chris Harris. So Jeff Jarrett is still, in fact, the world champion. Chris Harris is probably going to have to go back 
to um, proving himself to get another opportunity. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably. So, you know, not not a bad show last week. Like I said, Bob, you and I, we, we liked it. We gave it. We gave it a thumbs up, which was very nice after we had to suffer through the America's X Cup 2 special. Yeah, and I think that... Um, I think we were both a little skeptical of Chris Harris in the main event picture, and I, I don't think it was as bad as it... It was better than the first match that they had for Jeff Jarrett. A- absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, so, showing. so we liked it. But what, what do you think that the readers thought of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter? Uh, I'm going to say they went with a thumbs down. Well, they actually did say thumbs up. 90.2% thumbs up, zero down, and only 9.8 in the middle. How many people voted? Over 40. Oh, Okay. So actually, a little bit better than uh, it has been. Yeah, better than like twelve. Right. Uh, so not bad. And Dave does say that they did have a strong show as well. He doesn't go into the fact like, oh, numbers are up this week. He only talks about that when the numbers go down. Uh, but what was voted on as the best match? Uh, Abyss and Styles. No, probably should have been, but. Uh, Kazarian and Skipper. Nope. It was Jared Je- and Harris. Jeff Jarrett and Chris Harris. Oh. And I think that kind of goes into the, the heat they had in their match, which yeah, we will talk about momentarily. Uh, what about the worst match? The Rumble for the Rank Battle Royal. No, it probably should have been it. Mountie Brown and Vaughn? Nope. It was. The franchise. Shane Douglas versus James Stone. Really? Okay. Yeah, kind of throwing you for a loop this week. Yeah, usually, man. Usually Bob hits that. The nail on the head with those, but not this week. Uh, so, yeah, like I was just saying, uh, Dave says here that the Jarrett-Harris title match hit super heat, and the show was good as it was largely putting emphasis on the NWA title as a big thing. Uh, of course, we cannot forget that when it started, Raven said that he deserved the title shot to Vince Russo, and they kind of went back and forth. Uh, he offered him to go into the gauntlet, he said no. They offered to put him in the ladder match. He said no. And he basically was like, I'm going to make you uh, notice me. Like, you and whatever. So, that all happened, which kind of plays into everything else that happened on the show. So, Raven also continued on saying that he told Russo that Harris wasn't ready, and everyone knows it, that Russo should place Harris with him. Russo refused. And apparently this was supposed to be a line to turn Raven heel, but instead people ended up cheering him more, and it was turning Russo heel, which is kind of funny. Uh, so they wanted to try to turn turn Raven by him saying, like, yeah, Harris isn't ready. <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, yeah, because so yeah, everybody was like, you're right, Raven. We want uh, we want you to be the champion. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're trying everything. They're designing everything to try to make Russo top face, but... It's not working. No. Uh, Dave notes that Raven was tremendous in carrying a segment that looked on paper to be too long. And then we know that Raven DDT'd, or he gave the Raven effect to Sonny Siaki in that gauntlet match, which was run by, won by Ron Killings, who apparently they are going to be pushing as a singles wrestler and using BG James and Conan as the three life crew tag team. So that's kind of fun. I, could, I can get behind that. Yeah, I agree with that. 
he also pushed the ladder over as Styles was about to win, so that Abyss won that ladder match. And uh, yeah, so he's just you know sending all these messages uh, to Russo. And since right, because he he had proclaimed that he would get Russo's attention by the end of the night. Right. So he kept kind of getting involved in everything. And he had mentioned in that promo those three guys. Right, which is actually what I was about to mention here because he mentioned Siaki being one of Russo's guys. Styles is supposed to be, and as Dave notes, in WCW-like fashion, Styles did a promo saying that he doesn't talk to Russo and has no interest in talking to him. Right. Uh, which was very, very bad. Um, so they, they, the either the producers or something, they weren't talking in this one. Well, I mean, I don't think I necessarily hate that idea because the perception by Raven is that Styles and Russo are tight. A, Styles goes back yeah. and says, "I ain't even talking to the guy. What are you talking about?" I think that I think that's interesting, but I I don't know if I believe they thought about it that much. I think it's a. I like the idea though. I like the fact that Raven sees him as a Russo guy, and then he's like, "No, I'm not." Well, I mean, the last time that. Russo was on TNA before he was, he with was written off for Hogan that never came. He was with Styles. So I can understand Raven right. assuming that they were still uh, tight. That's true. I don't disagree with you. Who knows? Maybe he'll join him again. Who knows? He's a babyface now. Maybe he wants to talk to Russo. Well, he definitely doesn't seem interested in talking to him now. So this, I mean... I agree with you that I'm sure TNA is not thinking it through like this, but, but I it, see it, these styles like realizing the brainwash that Russo had on him. And he's like, I'm, I'm not talking to you anymore. And now that Russo's like forgiven and changed, I think at some point we're going to get an interaction where Russo's like, dude, they have to. Me. They have You're to. my boy. Like, I was just looking out for you. Like, I've changed. I'm looking out for the good in you, but all this other bullshit. Right. I'm sure that at some point will be happening. Yeah, no, I think they need to do that. Yeah. Uh, Dave also notes that the Jarrett and Harris match was one of the best matches they had in a long time that wasn't an X Division match. So really talking up that match. Uh, he notes that Jarrett did a great job as heel, and they told the story that Jarrett was more experienced, but Harris wouldn't quit. They did all the interference and rough bumps they always do in the big matches. Uh, they did so much of it that it was overkill and the crowd really peaked a few minutes before the finish uh, which they were they were getting really hot during that match and of course with the ref distracted Jarrett used the guitar shot on Harris for the pin in 19 minutes and 45 seconds and I'll tell you what I don't know if I really realized that that match went 20 minutes I think it in terms of like the drama that the two had like the match had I thought it was good yeah, I agree. And you're right. I mean, for a 20-minute match, I would say it flew by. I think so. Uh, they also announced that the next NWA title match would be in a cage, and that was after Russo said he's not going to be turning over a referee's decision. Uh, so that's his big plan. But, of course, they did not say who would be in that match, although I think we can assume it's going to be Chris Harris and Jeff Jarrett. Um, also, there's the plan for Abyss to be facing Ron Killings on the March 24th show, which we're about to watch today. The winner will face Harris on March 31st, and that Jarrett will defend the title against the winner of that match in a cage on April 7th. 
Wow. Okay, so, we're, so we're kind of convoluting some of this a little bit. Uh, I mean, a because bit. technically, Abyss is number one contender. Ron Killings is also a contender. I could see why they might have like Ron Killings in in Abyss face. I get that part, but then also to fight Harris is a little silly to me because technically, Abyss is number one contender. Right, right now, Abyss is the number one contender. Right, uh, but hey, you know what, Bob? If we're leading to a cage match, am I really going to complain? I would be. I would like uh, an Abyss Chris Harris singles match. Why not? I mean, that's probably I that's realistically good. probably what we're heading towards. I think that's safe to say. I think that's. I, I think I agree with you. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens if that actually all plays out the way that it sounds on paper, because you know how that goes. Things change. Uh, they did end up ending the show with Raven, Harris, Killings, Abyss, and Styles all as viable contenders for the title. So we are, we kind of have a bunch of people. Although with Jeff Jarrett, who's really, who's really going to take that gold off Jeff Jarrett? We'll have to keep, uh, keep listening to find out. You know what I'm There's going to no, it's no one is. It's going to be Jeff Jarrett's title forever. Forever. It's never going to stop. Uh, they were teasing problems with the franchise group, which uh, hasn't been together all that long. Uh, and, of course, you, you know, if you listen last week, Douglas blew his stack at Tracy, who distracted the ref for too long. Thus, Douglas didn't get the pin and wound up losing to James Storm. Michael Shame came out to protect her. Douglas ended up calming down, but then during the gauntlet match, it came down to Shane and Killings for the title shot. Douglas threw in the chain as the ref was distracted. And Michael Shane threw the chain back out, not wanting to use it. And, of course, he ended up losing. So he kind of lost his shit again. And Douglas was pretty pissed. Could you get behind a Michael Shane face turn? I think he works way better as a heel, but... Absolutely. I, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm just going to go out of that limb here and say no. I, I don't want to see him as a face. I think what needs to happen is he needs to go back to constantly reminding us that he's Shawn Michaels' cousin. Dude, and I, yeah. just completely rip off, like, Shawn Michaels' gear and everything and just be a knockoff Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know what would be a great, what are, would have been a great tag team is if Black Machismo, Jay Lethal, teamed up with Shawn Michaels' cousin, Michael Shane. And they just did, like, there we go. A comedy duo. That'd be great. What the hell? Missed opportunity. Damn it. Uh, that that April 7th show, by the way, that I mentioned <clears> that <throat> they're, they're potentially going to have that cage match on, is actually our next taped show. So we will... Um, yeah, so that's the actually... cage match would be taped? So it's it's seemingly like that cage match would be on this next taped show as kind of like the... Um, I guess you could say the draw. So last time we had the Dark Carnival match. That's what the that's a rumor, man. I'm just saying. And I guess if just to I might as well say, let you say this now because uh, I was gonna save this for during the show, but uh, it's another X Cup, and it is said to be Mexico versus the United Kingdom. The original plan was for Mexico versus Japan, but they couldn't put together a deal on such short notice to get a Japanese team. Which would make sense because they were teasing with the team Japan just a few weeks back. Uh, and at press time, Juventud Guerrera wasn't scheduled, so Team Mexico would be Heavy Metal, Hector Garza, Mr. Aguila, and Abismo Negro. 
the reason was all the issues from the last time that he was there, from the fact that Jerry Lynn didn't like him to management and liking that he questioned the booking of the main match where he was to be eliminated early, and the rest of the team not being fond of him uh, that he said and what he said in front of the other guys. Uh, there's also a report that a visa thing became an issue, but Dave notes that he doesn't really know if any of them has a visa. Uh, so after dropping the Japan idea, uh, then dropping the idea of a world team, with guys from different countries, Eddie Cologne was contacted to be one of the members. They went with the Team UK idea to base it around Doug Williams, Robbie Brookside, and Johnny Storm. Since both apparently did have a FWA dates coming up this weekend, and like with Team New Japan, or with like with New Japan, sorry, not with Team Japan, TNA only wanted to pay for one round trip ticket and have the guys stay a week to do both shows, but it was turned down. Both, they both all turned down TNA. Bob Ryder was working late on March 22nd in trying to convince FWA to cancel Williams and Storm's bookings the weekend so that they could come in. Uh, so it, I don't know if that ends up happening or not, but it doesn't seem it. But they were trying. They were really trying to uh, get that one round trip ticket. But yeah, so that, that was kind of a lot there. But Team Mexico versus Team UK. Hoovy is not involved which is interesting. And we have the potential of a cage match, uh, which I'm, we will see announced, I'm sure, in the next two weeks if it is end up happening. But I guess we'll see what happens there, Bob. Yeah, I mean, as long as... Uh, if there is a cage match at the end of that show, I might be able to well, uh, power through it. That's what they did, dude, with Wednesday Bloody Wednesday at the first Super X Cup. So, But you know what? I don't know. I don't think that it's a good idea to have Jarrett and Harris in a cage tape. Yeah, I don't think so either, really. And if they do do that, there's no way that there's a title change. There's no way. No, no, they wouldn't. So, I mean, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, I think I only got, yeah, I only got two more quick things here before we get into Explosion and we can get going on the show. And then we have plenty to talk about during the show. That's all the notes? Yeah, man. I can. I mean, I can give you a couple more if we no, want. No, but... you're good. I just, usually there's more like three notes. Okay. Yeah, a lot of it. I like notes during the show. I feel like it keeps me energized, keeps me on my toes. Right. So, yeah, we're going to discuss plenty during the show, <laughs> including some people who may be coming in soon. Um, a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes meetings that took place between Jeff Jarrett and the roster, and a bunch of... Oh, I'm sorry. I do have three notes because the rash report is involved, so my apologies. Um, but to kind of wrap, wrap up the uh, last week stuff, really, uh, Amazing Red was apparently scheduled to return last week on March 17th, but he had transportation problems from New York and never made it. That fucking Greyhound. Exactly. He was to debut against... Or as a heel in helping Frank, yeah, in helping Frankie Kazarian beat Elix Skipper and have the two be aligned as a team. So they wanted Red oh to my God. Red to be a heel with Frankie Kazarian <laughs> be a team. No, 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 no. Nope. <laughs> the same guy that back in like what two thousand two or whatever maybe with like Tane is he had like a kindergartner interview, right? No way. As a heel? I can't. No way. No way. I could not picture Amazing Red as a heel ever. No, me either. It's no silly. Way. It's silly. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. 
So, I don't know. We'll see if he's a heel on today. No, show. there's no, dude. <laughs> if he's a heel, dude, I can, I'll die. We'll see what happens. Uh, and it's noted here, actually, some of the teams that are potentially going to be in this tournament in the Observer. So, we'll, we'll discuss them. We didn't know beforehand. But uh, the tag title tournament on March 24th with the first round pairings of the following. Shane Douglas and Michael Shane apparently facing off against Sabu and Raven. Well, this was the original plan, but apparently TNA also announced that Raven was suspended this week. So that might actually change, which, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, BG James and Conan versus the Naturals. Glenn Gilberti and David Young versus Sonny Siaki and Simon Diamond. Kid Cash and Johnny Swinger versus Slash and Sin. So those are our potential uh, first round tournament matches. I don't think that sounds too bad, really. Uh, no, but there's some, there's was, some weird ones. Sure, I mean that's bound to happen, I guess. But it was going to be Raven and Sabu against which team? Shane Douglas and Michael Shane. Okay, but then obviously if Raven's suspended, which yeah, which in terms it, of storyline makes total sense. Yeah, so I'm sure they'll mention that at the beginning of today's show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, and then here, finally, let's talk about the Rash Report, one of Bob's favorite segments, even though it seemingly is few and far between these days. That's a darn uh, well, it was back this week with the usual fun and games. Uh, he put over ICP really strong, so strong that, in fact, it was kind of weird. He said they were great guys, total pros, the whole nine yards, and that he hoped to see them back in the company very soon. And uh, I'll just say here, uh, we will talk about the ICP's future in TNA during the show. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Or we can talk about it before if you want. Either way. No, I, I feel like uh, it was hinted that they aren't coming back, but I don't know if I remember that correctly. Okay, I'm just going to tell you after we're done doing this because it is kind of interesting. Okay. So you guys can get one more pre-show note, and that's it. <laughs> Uh, uh, Abyss is without a doubt the best working big man in the country today. You haven't seen anything yet, he writes. Uh, AJ Styles is the most exciting performer in North America today, hands down. So he's just talking talking up everything, so it's a little bit different than his normal stuff here. He also plugged Goldie's new CD, which features, quote, five excellent songs, but he doesn't say anywhere where you could get it. Uh, and he also said, uh, he also talked about the NWA World Taking Title Tournament that he was starting on the next show and also said Red would return there. So, yeah, he doesn't really give us a whole lot, but uh, you can get five excellent songs from Lily Locks' new CD. Do, do you think JB said that uh, AJ Styles is the best going today because Meltzer said that who he was better than everybody on the TNA roster? I am guaranteeing it. That has to be why he said that. Uh, we've noticed stuff like that all the time. Um, okay, let, let's talk. We can talk about ICP quick before we get into the show because it actually is a little bit long form, a little more long form than a lot of these other things. Because uh, Alvarez notes that the ICP wrote this from f- this comes from themselves. Okay, so quote Due to professional differences, the insane clown policy, Rude Boy, and Too Tough Tony have officially severed all ties with NWA TNA Wrestling and will not be appearing on any future pay per views or live events. As a consequence of this, the after-party scheduled for this Wednesday on the 17th has been canceled. We'd like to apologize to all of our loyal wrestling fans and all the juggalos and juggalettes that were looking forward to the Wednesday night of wrestling and to the after-party. But this situation is unavoidable, 
and is in the best interest of all of the Hatchet family. So they wrote that on their website. And now let me find the next part of this. I think they absolutely wanted to be in that tag tournament. Yeah, I'm sure. So And probably fucking win it. Right. So the story on ICP is that they had... This is from Dave now. Dave Meltzer. Uh, ICP is that they had set up the after show party on March 17th. But when they called to find out what their match was, they were told they weren't booked for about. They were told they could work on Explosion and do an interview or an angle on the pay-per-view. They called back after being told that, saying that since you're not interested in using us, we aren't going to come. The TNA officials thought everything was on good terms and that they'd be back in a week or so. But then ICP went on their website and posted that due to differences, they would no longer be working for their promotion. Of course, they wound up with major heat among the wrestlers, all of whom at one point or another had worked on Explosion, with the idea that they didn't come in to think they were too good for the shows. Uh, but with everything, but everything was then clean, cleared up. On March 23rd, ICP posted on its website that they were on good terms with TNA, wishing they could be there to hang out with Mike Tanay, who is their favorite, and but <laughs> that due to a touring schedule, uh, they wouldn't be able to for a while. They did a pro wrestling promo saying they'd return as a surprise at some point to get back at Monty Brown. As for their original post, they'd claim they lied, which is a unique way of changing one story. That's definitely uh, interesting that they didn't want to be on Explosion. I mean, what is the big deal about Explosion? Yeah, I guess they're they think they're too good for it. I think it's an interesting point that if I'd be if I was in the in the locker room, I'd be a little pissed too. Like a lot most of the guys have worked explosion. Yeah. And if they promised them to do an angle on the pay-per-view anyways, why why not? You work an explosion match, you do an angle that can lead to a match in a week or two or something. I don't see the big deal. They've done it before. They literally have done that. Yeah, and uh I feel like um, they. I feel like they could have had them come in, work a match, and they wouldn't have even realized it was for explosion. I mean, that's a fair point too. To be just honest. lie to me, like, hey, you're on the show. You're on the so, show. Oh, just kidding. Explosion, explosion. which would right. be really great if we could see that. By the way, so um, Scott Demore, if you could, please, we want explosion. I think, I think that would be great. Me too. But speaking of Explosion, Bob, let's talk about that quick so we can get into the show. We have a big tournament to get into, and it's going to be a freaking wild one. Am I right? Oh, you're, you're damn right. That's right. Uh, hold on. My thing is loading very slowly. Okay, here we go. So Explosion featured, I think it was two or three matches. Two matches, but some other matches took place as well. So let's talk about Explosion, and then I'll tell you the other stuff they have in. So, it was taped on March 24th, 2004, same day as the show we're about to be watching, and it aired on March 27th, 2004. Cage match as Explosion number 72. And it featured the following matches. James Storm defeated Jason Rumble, and AJ Styles defeated Jarrell Clark. Hmm. And then, also, it is noted here that Eric Young and someone, it just says question mark in the Observer, defeated Brian Gamble and question mark. So I don't know. I did. I didn't see those in future explosion shows. I tried to look 
So just telling you so you know what happened. But also, I think more important than this, after the AJ Styles-Jarrell Clark match, which is the last match for Explosion, they filmed the first round of the next X-Cup. Oh, they did? Yeah, they already started. Which I think was really interesting. Because I don't think they've technically mentioned it yet. So I'm assuming on this show we're going to have it mentioned. So we will uh, we'll see. Of course, I'm not going to give you the results of that. We'll be covering that no. in just a few weeks. But just so you have a timeline of when it was filmed. I'm assuming on next week's show they'll do like, if they're doing the same format, the tag matches, and then the next week film like the the elimination match and if there's a potential cage match or something. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We'll see if it happens. But Bob, that is all I have. A pretty pretty quick opener here, but that's okay. We have a lot to talk about during the show. Bob's excited for the tournament. I'm excited for the tournament. So pumped. I did let out a good stretch. All right. Let's do this. It's the March 24th, 2004. Weekly pay-per-view for NWA, TNA. I'm going to count down from three. As they play, follow along with us on Impact Plus, or maybe it's in your own personal collection. Or if you just want to listen to us live react to it, that's cool, too. Uh, one hour, 51 minutes, and 36 seconds is the approximate uh, runtime for this show. So here we go. Three, two, one. Well, Bob, we are starting off with a highlight package of last week's ladder match. Can you go wrong with a a ladder match video package? A devastating one at that. It actually was a really fun ladder match. They did some nice stuff, and right there we're seeing when Styles drilled Abyss's face into the fucking ladder. Face planting off a ladder. Shock treatment. A move they still have not named. Dude, I can't even believe that. <laughs> He's been doing it for so long, and they're just like, that drop down! <laughs> Backbreaker. <laughs> oh, my God. This is new music, though, for a... Uh... Yeah, this is different. I wonder if uh, iMovie updated or something. It's more like a spooky... Uh... Yeah, but a different spooky. It's not like Dracula's Castle spooky. It's more ominous. Right. This is the type of music you would hear when, like, in a horror movie, they're slowly walking in a house. and it's Yeah, they're, like, walking around, you know. Yeah. Oh. Well, hey, while this is going on, I feel like I do, they feel like it's going to go at least another two minutes. I might as well talk about something. Uh, you know, I think it was two weeks ago, Bob, we discussed the whole Ring of Honor controversy, right? With, uh, we, uh, yeah. Yes, and we talked about how TNA wrestlers are going to be getting pulled out. Well, there's a note about that, and they deserve it. Jarrett is unhappy with AJ Styles, CM Punk, Christopher Daniels, because all three are coming out publicly supporting the Ring of Honor promotion. Uh, There is jealousy right now because TNA pushes its product so hard on the internet, and its audience is probably heavy, heavy internet skewed. But Ring of Honor gets much, so much praise while TNA is largely ignored or criticized. TNA has yet to order its talent not to appear, but when everyone signed contracts, Dave says he figures there would be come a day when ROH using TNA contracted guys was going to come to an end. 
When they first signed guys up, I was told they wanted the talent to use the same character, facial hair, same gimmick, in Ring of Honor, but that wasn't going to happen because at the time, TNA was changing guys left and right, uh, and Ring of Honor was doing long-term booking. And then we discussed this during the Raven stuff. Look at this. Road to the Steel Cage starts tonight, it says. And now here's our opening video package, and I finish up my last sentence. This is going to come down to going to go down well. This isn't going to go down well with some of the guys if this does happen, because when they sign TNA contracts, they were told they get their money to work Wednesdays and be free agents to work whatever weekend indie dates they can. Mm-hmm. And in all cases, except Raven and Lynn, Ring of Honor was probably giving them more dates than any other source. So they haven't started pulling people just yet. However, it seems uh, I'm sure it is certainly coming. Although we we discussed that even last week, Styles Indie note it was his final appearance. Yeah, for I think over a year. Over a year, yeah. I missed if TNA mentioned anything about Raven being uh, suspended there, but it looks like Michael Shane, Shane Douglas, and Tracy coming out here. Oh my God, Bob. Michael Shane is wearing a different color than blue. Yeah, he's actually matching with uh, Shane Douglas. I like it. Tracy is wearing a very interesting outfit. Yeah, Tracy doing her best uh, Francine impersonation there. Here's our tournament bracket. New franchise versus mystery team. Three life crew versus naturals. Kid Cash and Swinger versus Diamond and Siaki. And Gilbert and Young versus Slash and Sin. So we pretty much actually just discussed that. Bob, how do you feel about the NWA tag team title design? We don't talk like a lot it. about title designs on here, I feel like, but I also think I really like it. It kind of gives me um, like WCW tag title vibes. Not later version, like earlier 90s. Well, I think it's very, very similar. Wait, is it? I wonder. It might be. It could be the one I'm thinking of because it was NWA WCW. Right. It might be. Shane Douglas is on the microphone here. He's made noise here, right here in TNA. I could tell by the way you've received us. Nobody makes noise in this business like the franchise. Like the franchise. And that, he, so he's talking about himself, and now he's talking about the franchise as the group, which kind of gets confusing, but, you know, it works. Oh, placing bets that there's a problem in the family. Michael Shane's kind of whispering to Tracy, yeah, yeah, yo, fuck this guy. <laughs> we're, we're getting out of here soon. Uh, he probably was. You all want to see Michael Shane and the franchise go toe to toe. Don't worry about it, Tracy. We're out of here. The crowd kind of just cheered when he just mentioned, you guys, you want to see us essentially fight each other. You want us to break up the franchise. And they're well, cheering. That just shows you they hate the tag team, I guess. Well, right. Which is good. Yeah. Look, I hate to disappoint you all, but I'm here to tell you. It's strong. This will stand for something again. Storing up the triple threat. The triple threat, baby. Did you say TNN? No, I don't know. I didn't notice. I thought he said TNA, but I might have misheard. Show me what this means. Tracy give, gives him the kiss on the cheek, throws up the sign. I certainly, I don't know about you, Bob. 
I did not like this group at first, but I've really warmed up to it. I think they were pretty good as like a little trio with Tra- the way Tracy gets involved in matches and stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh-oh. Oh, the mystery tag team is going to be Christopher Daniels. Uh, a gentleman that we have not seen since, I believe, uh, January. Uh, yeah, January 21st, which, ironically, Daniels teamed with Skipper, losing to Michael Shane and Shane Douglas. Wow. So is his partner going to be Elix Skipper? I think that would make the most sense, right? I could have rematch her. Uh-oh. It's um, not the size of the fighter. It's the size of the fight. <laughs> Was that Don West? Oh, I think so. <laughs> He's happy. It's Loki. Loki's returning here. He hasn't oh, been here man. in a while. And another thing too, um, important to note is, like three months ago, Christopher Daniels tried to murder Loki backstage with a chair. And like that... Skipper was like, "Hey, we should be pals," and he was very insistent on no because, hey, Daniels tried to kill me. Right. Uh, I don't think we've seen Loki since uh, the 14th of January. Wow. I'm going to double check that to confirm, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that there's a pretty long time there. Tanae is saying we heard the rumors that they were back on speaking terms. I don't remember that rumor. Does this mean Triple X is back? Well, they were dumb for breaking them up, so they better be back. Um, well, since both these guys have been gone. For a significant amount of time. Do you want to know what they've been up to? Yeah, let's hear it, Bob. All right. Well, uh, Christopher Daniels, this is a fucking weird match already. But like three days after his last appearance back on January 21st, he teamed up with the Messiah in a losing effort against Chris Hero and CM Punk in PWG. Uh, and then for most of February, it looks like he was wrestling for New Japan under his gimmick of Curry Man. Oh. Uh, and he teamed a few times with the American Dragon uh, on that tour. Uh, yeah, actually pretty regularly there, it seems. There was also a Jersey All Pro show in which Christopher Daniels defeated Jerry Lynn on February 28th, which I'm sure I've already mentioned with Jerry Lynn. Uh, as for Loki, we've uh, again we haven't seen him since uh, January, but he's been working some World One stuff uh, where he teamed with Spanky, losing to Jerry Lynn and Just Incredible on February sixth. Defeated Matt Stryker back on February seventh, and then he also won the PWF Universal Heavyweight Championship when he defeated Just Incredible on a World One show on February eighth. Uh, he was part of a four corner survival match. For Ring of Honor at the second anniversary show, which Samoa Joe retained the title against BJ Whitmer, Dan Moff, and Loki. Uh, along with Spanky, they won the NWA International Lightweight Tag Team titles for 0-1 against Dick Togo and Akuto Hadaka. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, back on the 29th of February, he teamed up with Spanky to retain the titles of the Lightweight tag titles against AJ Styles and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, and a bunch of other uh, Zero One shows. Teaming up with the Homicide a few times uh, as well. So Keep that's him busy. 
Yeah, that's what he was doing. Shane Douglas didn't have anything, and then and neither did Michael Shane. Yeah, Michael Shane never seems to. It's very weird to me. I wonder what he does besides wrestle. At least not on cage match. I mean, he. Maybe that's true. Not. Look, Elix Skipper watching backstage. He kind of looks. Disappointed. He looks upset, but he was trying to get them together. Is he mad that they didn't get back together because of him? Oh, Tanae's saying he looks as surprised as we are. Maybe they didn't talk to Skipper first. So Skipper's like, man, I've been trying to get you guys together. We all could go out, get the two for 20, but you guys decided <laughs> to fuck me up. Gotta get that mac and cheese, that chicken tender mac and cheese. Dude, <clears throat> there's no better value than the Applebee's two for 20. I mean, I agree. Except maybe the Wendy's four for four. That's a good one. Sure. Uh, just had that real good stuff. Mike, or sorry, Shane Douglas choking Loki against the ropes. I remember, the I remember the first time I went to Applebee's and they had the two for 20. And I was thinking the portions are going to be fucking small as shit. Mm-hmm. No, they're full size meals, motherfucker. Why? So you got one for yourself? I did. Holy shit. I got the two for 20 for myself thinking it was like smaller portions. Well, me and Austin went before for lunch and they have like lunch portions and i was pleasantly surprised with like it was like perfect it was like i didn't need more than this yeah it's a really good lunch deals as well uh shane douglas is wrestling with a t-shirt on so i'm uh i'm figuring that he's not uh comfortable with his body anymore yeah but he which just is weird looked- because he was looking good i don't know maybe he's just feeling like wearing a shirt tonight i don't know it is weird to me when they flip flop, but you know what? I'm it's it's not me. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you right now. If I was if today right now, if I was a pro wrestler, I'm definitely wearing a t-shirt. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Do I got anything fun we can talk about during this match? I guess since we did just discuss the Ring of Honor situation, I can kind of bounce off of that here, and uh, so. Kerry Silken, who I believe is the guy who runs it today. No, uh, he, it's he not. Did. He sold it. Sold it to Sinclair. Sinclair runs it now. Well, isn't Kerry still there or no? He's like an ambassador, but he doesn't. Okay, that's what I mean, I guess. Taken. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's what I mean. He, yeah. No, he, he did run it, though, from like 2000. I'm sure you're about to get into it, but it's like 2004 till 2010, 2011. Okay, and yeah, and then he sold it, but he's still within the company. He's like an bet, yeah. He's like okay, same idea. Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew Sinclair was the owner, but anyway, regardless, he's a Philadelphia area ticket broker, uh, and is the secret money and part owner behind Ring of Honor. Uh, he was telling those in wrestling that he expects TNA will be pulling all talent from Ring of Honor. Step one apparently was TNA claiming that since it is doing videotapes marketed nationally, and Ring of Honor does videotapes marketed nationally, that it constitutes competition. So that is step one in pulling our talent because you're technically competition. Yeah, but uh, that's weird because TNA, they do like best ups compilations. They don't sell right. like, oh, hey, check out uh, episode uh, weekly pay review number 82 on DVD. Well, I guess te- technically it is on demand, but you can't order shows online to watch. Insecure there by Daniels to finally knock down Douglas. I, you know, I don't, I know, I don't know. I don't think I'd consider Ring of Honor and TNA 
like competition against each other. I don't really hear at this point, but <clears throat> but actually, kind of bouncing off of that too. See, it all just it all just goes together. Uh, we've mentioned this before too, but IWA and TNA are no longer doing business, and no more TNA talent will be appearing on IWA shows. The Puerto Rico group. Yeah, uh, and this has nothing to do with Dutch Mantel. Uh, Mantel told oh, right. IWA that because they ran a pay per view only on the Dish Network, that TNA now considers them competition in oh, the U.S. pay per view market, and can't send talent for big shows since they could be taped for U.S. pay per view broadcasts. Oh my God! What a joke of a your weekly pay per views are getting like ten thousand buys. Yeah. Oh my god. Loki kicking Michael Shane right in the chest after he just took out Shane Douglas as well. With like a somersault kick. Oh, kick one to the head. Going for the cover. Michael you know, Shane. I feel like that ring I awareness like I, bomb. I feel like I want to say that I wouldn't be intimidated by Loki wrestling in basketball shorts, but I feel like as soon as I would see him kick somebody's face off, I'd probably immediately be like, hey, man, where'd you get those cool shorts? Yeah, you seem to be able to kick pretty well on those. How do you do that? Yeah, how do you do that? Loki kicking out of a pin attempt here by the new franchise, Shane, or Michael Shane, excuse me. That was a horrible punch. He didn't even come close to his <laughs> whip. Slow key against the rope. Did Michael, uh, yeah, Daniels tagged in there during the Irish whip. Oh, nice. nice double kick team out move. of like a heart attack uh, position there. Yeah. Daniels, BME. Moonsault ever. Bam. Hits it. That should be it. One. Nope. Shane Douglas with his T-shirt on. <laughs> Breaks up the cover. Do you think uh, Shane Douglas' favorite song is Nothing But a T-Shirt On by Jessica Simpson? Could be. That is a good song. Daniels crossbody on Shane Douglas. Loki cartwheel kick into the corner of Michael Shane. Oh, is he calling for the key crusher? I hope so, dude. I like this move. Oh. oh. Who's it? Oh, it's Tracy. <laughs> I never got Tracy was there. <laughs> I forgot the outfit. She looked like Mr. Yeah. Wrestling 4. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. oh, she just she hit just Shane hit. with her cast. He's dazed. He's out of it, dude. This is it. Oh, shit. What are they doing? Suplex. Oh, powerbomb neckbreaker combo. And they pin Michael Shane. So the new Triple X are moving on in the title tournament. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Daniels and Loki won the tag team titles, I think I'd be okay with that. I was going to say, this has got to be the favorite so far, at least, I I would say. And honestly, uh, they work very well together as a tag I, team. Yeah. I might prefer Loki in a tag team environment. Yeah, I like that. Oh, look at this. Oh, now Michael Shane Douglas or Michael Shane is yelling at Tracy. That's Shane Douglas's gimmick, dude. Oh, she's fighting back. Stop it, Michael Shane. You're a dumb bitch. This is your fault. Oh, fuck you. You're, you didn't hold him oh. tight enough. Tracy went to slap Michael Shane, and, and Douglas stopped her. Look, that's funny because now Shane Douglas is the level-headed one. Dude, don't um, do this. Are they trying to? I wonder if they're like testing out which one uh, would be the better like villain. Oh, that's an interesting thought. I think 
Oh, you know what? Fuck. I don't know who I'd cheer for. <laughs> I think they're both too good as heels to really be. I think, like, I, you know, thinking about it more, though, I do feel like Michael Shane has potential to be a baby face, like good baby face. But Shane Douglas, I like a lot. So it's kind of tough. Shane Douglas absolutely needs to be like the psychopath heel. Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, you go back to his Raven feud. It was top quality stuff. I mean, I think that's the better direction. No, I think so, too. Look, she's like, oh, my my cast arm. Backstage with Glenn Gilberti and David Young and Trinity. I didn't know who that was at first, but. David Young, can I depend on you? I don't need David Young, the bum. David Young, the bum. You know, it still blows my mind that Gilberti chose David Young over guys like fucking Diamond. Kid Cash is now in there. Where's, Where's Johnny, Johnny Swinger? Say what, Glenn? Glenn? Oh. What? He's, I told him to be at home. Is that their new, is that their name, the New York Connection? It's never officially been said, but I think it's been it's been talked about for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, so guys, I got to thinking all week. I went back to my original roots. So you said, "Oh, the trailer park." Yeah. Oh, you got a problem oh, with I that? Just for the trailer park. I didn't think so. What you better realize, boys. Blood is thicker than water. Oh, he's bringing the Caddy's personal family in the ring tonight. What does that mean? Exactly the way I feel. See you in the second round, and Kid Cash says, if you win. (laughs) Very interesting. More round one action. So, you know, uh, it's funny that you mentioned Swinger there because uh, before we got on the air today, I was reviewing an ECW show. <clears throat> and I think you'd be curious. Do you know how Diamond and Swinger were formed as a tag team? I do not. Like back in no. ECW? Yeah. No, I do not. So, I think, I think this is funny. I don't know. Maybe you will. but So, backstage, this is like May of 2000. Diamond's looking in the mirror and he's talking about, like, I'm not a comedy act. I'm a serious wrestler, blah, blah, blah. He's in the bathroom, mind you. So mm-hmm. in two stalls, two of his comedy act sidekicks come out. And they're like, I'm ready to be your partner, whatever. And he's like, no, I'm not a comedy act. Right? Kicks him out. The third stall, Swinger walks out. Oh, my God. And he goes, you got a problem? I can solve any problem. I can swing it because I'm Swinger. And then Diamond's like, it looks like <laughs> so we've got a problem solved. And that's how they become like a tag team. <laughs> that's so bathroom. weird. <laughs> Here comes Slash and Sin, which, by the way, coming out to the uh, Disciples of the New Church theme song, right. but no James Mitchell. <clears throat> uh, I think you'd be surprised that Sin... Uh, hasn't really wrestled a whole lot since the last really? time we saw him. Uh, he does wrestle, though, for like the uh, USWO, which is another 
company out of Tennessee. So I'm surprised that DNA would use him because I'm sure that's considered competition. <laughs> At this point. In the same state. So uh, we haven't seen Sin since uh, October 8th, 2003, when he lost to Raven in under uh, three minutes. And I guess maybe the only thing of note of or maybe interest in terms of matches. I think maybe you find this interesting, too. Back on November 22nd, 2003, he lost a three-way match against Gene Snitsky and Slick Wagner Brown. Gene Snitsky winning the match and retaining the WXW Heavyweight Championship. Wow. Anytime there's a... What the fuck was that? Well, they went down at different times. I think it was supposed to be some kind of double backbreaker of kind. Or like a slam. It was kind of weird. They did like a torture, a double torture rack and then dropped down, essentially. Time that, great. Uh, and then for Slash, who we haven't seen since October 22nd when he lost a dog collar match against Raven in under five minutes, uh, you'd be surprised to know that he's wrestled about two matches, according to Cage Match, since that time. Uh, a couple of matches for NWA Wildside, uh, where he lost to Altavoy, Luke, and Gabriel when he teamed with Azrael. That was back on October 25th. Uh, and that's really the only thing of note for Slash as he runs over Gilbert. So they've not, not been up to a whole lot. I kind of, uh, I like them as they do a side rush and leg sweep dropkick combo on Gilbert. And so I do like, I. Uh, they should maybe stick around. Yeah, they should probably give them new music. And they did not say they were the new church, by the way, when on their nameplate. I just think it's funny that Raven said he, he got rid of him and then they're back. Yeah. That is, yeah, I mean, he, they're never, like, because he makes it sound like as if he's, they're never coming back. Right. And they're just like, nah, dude, we're not done. So I'm just listening in, talking about that. They're on the path to that ladder match, or sorry, cage match. I wish it was a ladder match. You don't wish that. Abyss versus The Truth tonight. They will eventually face Chris Harris, and the winner of the Chris Harris winner match will get the cage against Jarrett. It just is definitely a convoluted idea. I just wish that we didn't have a number one contender. Why does the number one contender... It should, if anything... It should be like Harris has to get through killings and abyss, then he can fight Jarrett, if anything, I think. I feel I mean I would almost try to like just separate it. Well, I think that's the problem is that it's not. Right. Like what's the you know, Chris Harris is his own little world and then like Abyss is the number one contender and then but then you also have like Ron Killings has a title shot. So it's like, what what are we doing? Right. It should be. I would just do a four-way. Fuck it. Just Jarrett against Harris against Killings against Abyss. I think that'd be fun. And I'm sure Jarrett would uh, pin all of them like he's Brock Lesnar. Double elbows. David Young gets a two-count on Sin. Sin is really giving me, like, Julio De Niro vibes, and it's kind of bothering me. 
I could understand that, yeah. Because, like, I know that it's not Julio De Niro, but it fucking looks like him. What is he doing? Is he going to do a moonsault? I guess we've seen him do a moonsault before. I shouldn't be surprised. There he goes, but he missed it. Uh, if you're following along with us, I have uh, one hour, 27 minutes, and 25 seconds left in the show, and I'm sure Dallas is going to be like, well, I'm at 26.25. So. <laughs> Wow, Bob knew that number spot on right there. I can't imagine. Sure, sure did. Well, hey, let's. Uh, I mean, I don't want to oh, blow. Nice off. counter by David Young. That, that was, was really nice. Score. Slash breaking up the cover though. It only took David Young almost what two years, and he uh, did a nice counter. Hey, be nice to David Young. Don't you miss uh, that? What was the girl's name that he was with? Oh, fuck. Oh, what is her name? Shit. <laughs> what was her Bobcat. name? Bobcat. 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 There you go. I miss Bobcat. What was the point of her? Because <laughs> she, she was just, like, all just the, there. All the attention was on her. Right. Bobcat. Jeez. What a forgettable person i'm going to see what she's up to slash cleaning house here on members of the new york connection i'm not sure if that's oh, a thing bicycle kick. Kick. bicycle pump same fucking thing same thing i'll give you that same thing he does it to david young as well up and over in the corner go birdie oh what's this oh no is he gonna do it oh that nice neck That's breaker. A, is that his finisher? Um, I don't. Is that remember. the slash and burn, or is that? I like thought the it was, but I thought that was like the hurricane move more. The like the eye of the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what the elbow. slash and burn is. Wow, Bobcat. <clears throat> Bobcat won the NWCW Women's Championship. Did you know that? And also, she's an NWA New Jersey Junior Heavyweight Champion. WEW Tag Team Champion with Ronnie Jonah. And, wait, what? Hardcore Champion? She won the Hardcore title? The WWF Hardcore title? Yeah. Is she BB? Oh, my God. Like the ambulance girl? I think so, yeah. Sin just hit the uh, Rough Rider. Oh, God. Whirly bird. That's got to be it. That's three. They got it. You know, there is a trend here. So David Young is uh, afraid of clowns. He's probably also afraid of absolute scary people because Slash and Sin are definitely scary. I feel like we looked up before that Bobcat was BB, but that was probably two years ago. So right. I think we deserve a... Well, she made her debut on Raw as one of the Godfather's hoes. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> I do remember when she was like... Yeah, she was like the ambulance girl. And she had big boobs. And that was like the whole gimmick. Was like, oh, Vince cool, Russo's yeah. in the back. Wait, Raven's here, and he's like, what do you mean I'm suspended? Sabu's just following Raven along, so they're paying him if for I'm, nothing. If I'm Siaki, aren't I, like, attacking Raven for hitting me with a DDT last week? Right. Well, Siaki, BG James, and who's in the back there? That's Simon Diamond. Simon Diamond. 
better than everybody in this room in this in this room, Vince. I'm better than AJ. Better than Abyss. Better than Killings. Sabu did give him a glare there. My door's always open if you want to talk about, talk about opportunity. You're suspended tonight, Raven. Deal with it. Business. You're going to have to deal with me later on your time. Wait, Bob, she's yeah, not. Who's working in there? She's not BB. Oh, shit. Okay. BB is um, Kathy Dingman. And she did appear in TNA as. But Bobcat. Oh, yeah. I know. Her. She had a match with Bruce. T Taylor Vaughn. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're both uh, blonde and. Oh, know. what the fuck is it? Don, is Don Harris really doing a tag match right now? Oh, shit. Uh, no. Nope. Oh, Monty Brown. Let's That's go. Monty Brown. Is this the match? It is a I, match. Really? Hey, Brown, I'm dying. Oh, uh, I guess because he beat Chris Vaughn. Right. Um. Wait, so Bobcat was, in fact, the hardcore champion? Yeah, she was the first woman to win the the hardcore championship. Um, She briefly won it from Crash Holly as one of the Godfather's hosts. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. Cynthia Lynch is her uh, name. I don't know if she what, went by uh, that in WWF. What episode was it? Does it tell you that she won it? I could find out for you. But... Oh, mine's got a chair. Kind of delicately smashes uh, Don in the face with him. Ring the damn bell, Woody Charles. He shoves him down. Ring the bell! Ring it! Oh. They're not ringing it, though, because they're fighting on the outside of the ring. Uh-oh. What's he doing? He's putting the chair on his arm. What does this guy think? He's the total package from WCW 2000. He's going to go around breaking people's arms? Or 99, I guess it was. Oh, and he smashed the arm. He did. Oh, God. He might have broke his arm. Oh, shit. I mean, he's, about he's, to break his arm. he's not really stomping on it hard. He's yes, he is. Of, he's kind of tapping on it, but. Now, finally, security has come out. And Mike Posey. Oh, he's grabbing a microphone. This is the alpha male. This is the Serengeti. This is my hunting ground. <laughs> Don Harris, he definitely broke his hand. Uh, just to end our Bobcat discussion, Cage Match does not have the match where she won the Tarko title on listed. So, if you guys want to know more about Bobcat... <laughs> Let us know. You know what I'm going to do right now? Duck season? I'm going to go to Wikipedia. That's what I was on. Wikipedia doesn't even have it? it no, and I didn't notice it at least when I was skimming. 
let's see here. Come out, get down, dominated by the most feared man. Uh, Open a challenge. Found, I found it. Dude. How'd you I find it so quick? Immediately. Oh, I didn't. The May I mean, 15th edition of Monday Night Raw. Fucking Cebu. Cebu is now getting immediately beat down by Monty Brown. Wait a minute. How did Vince Russo know that Sabu was going to be in action tonight? And so did he know that Don Harris was about to break his arm? No, this was an open challenge. Yeah, but he said that Sabu was not going anywhere because he's in action tonight. He's wrestling tonight. So did he know that Monty Brown was going to have an open challenge after breaking Don Harris's arm? Oh, that, that's ridiculous. I didn't even really put that together. Continuity, my friends. That's right, bro. Bro, listen, Raven, bro. Monty Brown, bro, is going to go out there. He's going to break down Harris's arm, bro. And Sabu's going to go out there and, like, accept the open challenge. Oh, that was a nice moonsault. That was moonsault. really nice. I didn't know if he was going to hit him, but he did. I didn't know if he was going to get it either, but he fucking did. That was good. Goes for the chair swing. Monty Brown ducks two of them. Looks it under the ring. Oh, wait. So this is in the mat. Oh, is that a spike? Monty, get out of there. Oh, no, dude. I guess it's not official because music's playing. Yeah, it's definitely not a match. I mean, I'm sure it will be soon, but not tonight. Pounce! Team, Team Triple A. Oh, look, here we go. The return of the X Cup. Two weeks. Fuck. Getting ready for Team UK. Now, well, notice, there, the is, new, there is no hoodie. That's the new captain, Hector Garza. There's been a shakeup. We're about to get, get the news here. I'm sure we'll get the translation in a second. Is that heavy metal right there, I believe? Due to disciplinary actions, Hoovy is out. Heavy metal... What is going to happen, dude? Is, is Heavy Metal going to be able to hold his own? Oh, we cut away. Okay, we literally just... Just cut, just have to cut him off. No big deal. We literally cut him off, and we don't know what the rest of that interview just was. But Kid Cash is coming out. Get to see who his family is. From the trailer park. From the trailer park. This is the KID. I remember, you know, I actually told this to people at work the other day, and they were making fun of me. When I was a kid, I wanted to live in a trailer. Yeah? Yeah, I thought it was cool. There's, <clears> there's then, some nice ones. No, there is, there is. But then I, you know, people would tell me about, like, stabbings and shootings all the time in a trailer park, and I was like, oh, that's scary. Who is this enormous man? What they're saying, we have no idea. But I'd recognize uh, that tram stamp that, everywhere. That, yeah, that tram stamp. You can't forget that tram stamp. It's a good looking guy. They said, what's he, first cousin or something? Is he not going to tell us who? Well, we kind of need to know who it is, guys. Yeah, come on, Kid Cash. JB saying, I have no idea who it is either. And he's got like a pipe in his hand or something, like a skinny pipe. <laughs> They go, how are we going to call the match? 
Sonny Siaki and Simon Diamond on their way out here. Oh, this is interesting. I think uh, it's very clear which team is not winning this match. So what's interesting? What do you got for us? So I know who that man is. Really? We've heard his name before. We've heard it before on the show? Yep, because he's been on Explosion. Was he really? Yep. Do you want to know what his name was on Explosion? Yeah, what was his name on Explosion? Shadow. Oh, shit. He teamed up with Delirious. Wow, did not make that connection. February 4th show against America's Most Wanted. Look at that. All right, so we've talked about this, man. They aren't discussing it, but Bob, for those who are not listening, I think we should just spill the beans. We, we did it with Tracy, so. For those that are not listening, okay. No, you meant for those who are not watching. Not watching. Yeah, I would hope they're listening. I meant li- listening, watching along kind of thing. Right, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Kid Cash's partner from the trailer park, family, that is going to be Dallas. Not Dallas Greeley. No, not me. But Dallas. Also known, I guess, no, currently as Lance Archer. The Murder Hawk. That's right. right. He's making his pay-per-view debut here in TNA. Pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, here, I guess some news here for Dallas. Or, uh, see, now it's going to be weird saying it's Dallas. Gonna, it's going to be weird, man. It's going to get weird. <laughs> Change your name. All right. Okay. Uh, he primarily has been working for a company named uh, PCW out of oh, wow. Arlington, Texas. Uh, yeah, it looks like yeah, pri- pretty much only that. Um, his first match, according to Cage Match, took place on February 24th, 2001. So he's only been wrestling for, what, just over three years? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, he's worked guys like Paul London. He was a former PCW television champion. Oh, my God. I need this match. He wrestled Ahmed Johnson. What? Yeah. You're joking. In a dark circle rules match. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to need to get our hands on that one. We need that match. Uh, he also wrestled Tim Storm, NWA, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tim Storm, in a wow. dark circle. Still don't know what that means, but oh my god! Could you imagine if there was an Ahmed Johnson? Fucking that's two thousand two, dude. That's got to be crazy. I didn't know Ahmed Johnson was still wrestling in two thousand two. I wonder when. Oh, he wrestled into two thousand three. Wow. Ahmed Johnson, wrestling okay. until 2003. I would not have guessed that, to be honest with you. Uh, no. Nope. Uh, absolutely not. <clears throat> All right. So that's uh, for um, Dallas here. Now let's go see what if uh, Kid Cash has been doing anything. Siaki's in with Cash now. Dallas has yet to be tagged in. Uh, yeah, so Kid Cash worked over the weekend on... March 21st, he, okay, he, I guess he won the Dave Vicious Memorial Cup tournament. In the semifinals, he defeated Hale Collins, Drick Jackson, and Johnny Thunder. 
in a four-way. And then in the main event or the finals of that tournament, he defeated Just Incredible for ACW out of Connecticut. ACW Point Blank was the uh, was the name of that. And he was all that was actually the main event of that show. Uh, so that's all there is for that. And then I oh, Kid Cash got driven down to the mat, gut first by Diamond and Siaki. Simon Diamond, I'm sure, didn't do anything. That is correct. He did nothing over the weekend. And then don't even know why I'm bothering with Sonny Siaki because I feel like he never does anything. Simon series here by Simon Diamond. I shouldn't say that until he actually hits all of the moves, but whatever. Oh, and he didn't. Every Kid Cash counted the last I, one. But look, Diamond countered the counter. And now he's just I do like Diamond's punch. Diamond has a good punch. Oh, Dallas grabbed the, his feet and then Kid Cash with an elbow. Simon Diamond didn't do anything over the Simon Diamond's great. Or, uh, sure, or Sonny Saki. I'm sure Dallas is going to be great because how can you be wrong with a name like that? Oh, look at that. He just is like an assisted moonsault. He's a kid catch landed on Diamond, goes, gets a two count. Playing in some right hands here by the big man, as they're saying in commentary, because we don't officially know his name yet. Hey, I'm surprised that no one like oh. on the headset like, hey, this is the guy's name. Big Boo. Yeah, t- I'm getting word from the back that right. it looks like there's and a copy of a birth certificate in the back stage, and uh, this is the guy. Get cash up on the top, assistant splash. That hit it. Uh, Bob, while this is going on here, let me give you a couple notes because I still got a lot to get through, and we are at 44 minutes and seven seconds, so decent way through the show here uh it is said that brian kendrick or spanky he has a 120 day non-compete clause when he quit in january so he won't be available until mid-may tna has been interested in him but dave says he doesn't really see him getting a big push because he's got a heavy japanese schedule yeah i feel like all the guys they use these days are heavily going to japan right and it's also noted here that canyon has a 90-day non-compete as well so uh, dave says he'll he believes he'll be available mid-may as well so we have a chance of seeing canyon and brian kendrick come here uh, in the next few months which is kind of exciting i think if that actually yeah. happens yeah i i would like that and i i think of the two i would be more excited for canyon i think canyon would fit fantastically into oh yeah into tna Absolutely. Wicked good. And I bet you if he wasn't tied down wrestling on Velocity and in dark matches, his ass would have been here a while ago. Oh, yeah. Especially. I was going to say, especially with like Raven, who he's good friends with and stuff like that. Yeah, there's uh, I've been reviewing some OVW 2002 and uh, he works a bunch in there. Really? I'm about to get to the part where he's there, and I'm super excited about it. That's cool. Canyon is so just incredibly underrated. Canyon's awesome. It's unbelievable. Cash with a chin lock, but he's got like a hammer lock chin lock combo here, and he's digging his knuckles into like the jaw or ear of Time Diamond. Yeah, it looked like just under the earlobe, like 
That yeah, like that pressure point right there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Fucking heel tashes. Yeah. Right. Wow. Looking good here. This is like a modified chicken wing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. He's got like a body scissors with a hammer lock, and then he's just kind of doing like an STF. But it's like yep. a modified chicken wing looking. The big man is back in the ring. Could you imagine if that was his? If that was the name they're going to go by, big man. I wouldn't be surprised. He just entered to stomp him a couple of times. What the hell was that? Yeah, okay. I guess so. Standard. They're 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 protecting him very well. I feel like I don't, but we haven't. Oh, look at this! Is he about to power bomb? Oh no! Oh Kit Cash. no! What is he doing? Get out of here! Oh! Oh! He almost oh. didn't rotate all the way. Oh! No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was dangerous. No, just, dude, so, that was like the second time he's almost broke his neck doing shit like that. I know. Well, Big Man was sitting up on the top rope. Kid Cash climbed up to his shoulders, attempted a moonsault, missed, and almost died as Simon died. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sonny Siaki's in with Kid Cash now. Uh, also, a couple more quick things for you as Sonny Siaki pop up, power slam, but Big Man's in, goes for a clothesline, Siaki ducks. Chops. Coming back, ducks the clothesline by Big Man. Leaping clothesline by Sonny Siaki. Kid Cash going after Siaki. Pop up, Simone drops. Siaki's got some good moves here. Yes, he does. Uh, So we talked about the next tape show. We officially have word on that after that last segment. It is being said as of right now that the May tape show looks to be a three-team X Division tournament. So we're breaking away from the two-team format at least in may that's a rumor currently and if you recall i believe the may one was rumored to be the iwa versus tna one that's right if i if i'm remembering correctly I, so. yeah that's why i was surprised that you said iwa out of uh right the puerto rico room. yeah diamond super kicks big man out of the ring uh also i'm just i'm just firing off here bob as diamond with a crossbody onto big man I'm just always going to call him Big Man now. Kid Cash goes to the cover. Zaki got to come. Uh, TNA is officially opening its wrestling school on March 29th with Terry Taylor and Scott Demore as the head trainers. I thought Jerry Lynn was. Well, hold on. Uh, <laughs> they've been talking about this since the promotion opened. It costs $300 to try out for the school. If you pass the tryout, the cost is $4,000 for six months of training, which would be... 52 days of training, which is far higher cost than just about any school Dave says he's ever heard of. Uh, yeah, but on Jerry Lynn, give me just a second, because I feel like something's about to happen. Oh, yeah. Pipe to the head of Sonny Siaki after Cash ducked a shoulder block. And that's a three count. Okay, so here's my problem with what just happened there. Mike Posey was maybe talking to Simon Diamond on the apron for about a minute and a half to purposely distract himself. To allow a uh, big man here to hit Siaki with a pipe. Right. Uh, and it just, my, my last note is uh, on this is Alvarez. The first note was from Dave, but Alvarez mentions he's not sure how Jerry Lynn got the shaft since the original plan was first formulated for him to be the head trainer. So we don't actually really know the problem there. Scott Hudson interviewing AJ Styles between two ferns backstage. <laughs> There's only one in the background, which is definitely the same one used in the uh, playing fair with Johnny segment a few weeks back. 
How do you think it makes me feel, Scott? Sitting on the sidelines. I've never, ever sat on the sidelines in my life. He's patient. He knows it's important. Here's Vince Russo. Oh, he wants to talk to Wait. Him. What do you want to talk about, Vince? We got plenty to talk about. We haven't spoken in a long time. We can go on and try and avoid each other, but we need to talk. Sal says the last time we talked was in October. When I said, don't do anything stupid, Vince. That was the last time we talked. Let's not talk about the past. Neither of us can do anything about that. He took care of Raven. He says, Raven has been suspended. You and I get on the same page. This segment needed to happen, and I'm very glad that Bob predicted that it was second. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, they... They couldn't ignore it. They couldn't. I made a decision. I stand by it. We have to do this the right way. You will have an opportunity. Oh, put Raven in a match against me. I can't do it right now. Oh, okay. You trusted me once before? You want me to trench you, Vince Russo? I've done that before. And I will not make that mistake again. And we are slowly getting cut off again. Sometimes you are just born with it. The Naturals. Oh, oh okay. I didn't even know who the... <laughs> I don't know who the hell they're coming out with. It goes so fast across the screen. It's yeah, so but I do I do like that because the natural, sometimes you're just born with it. All right. I wonder if that will be their new, if that will be their catchphrase. It's got to be. You know what, Scott Hudson, sometimes you're just born with it. I think out. you hear me knocking. I think I'm coming in. <laughs> I think I'm coming in. in. <laughs> <Come through. laughs> you're never born. I like the naturals. Uh, I'm. <laughs> No, I think they've been good. They've been they kind of make the... me miss the hot shots, but I almost look at Chase yeah. Stevens doesn't even he doesn't even like look the same to me no. as he did when he was in the hot shots, which is kind of crazy. Well, he doesn't have a huge protruding uh, dong in his. <laughs> so well, yeah, that is fast. Right, <clears throat> Three live crew, crew baby. Still getting rowdy. Uh, guess what, dude? I have indie news for fucking BG James. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. He kept busy. Actually, as a side note, real quick, before you get into this, wait, where's Conan? Oh. Uh, oh apparently maybe this is a the... match. It is? They're saying that. Um, what I was going to say is BG James is officially back. Uh, he, he got released. He's using the name BG James again. Oh, he is? Yeah, which on I just Twitter. think... Uh, I can't remember if on Twitter, but his pro wrestling tea store is... They said BG James is, is here. And I just think it's fun because that's very clearly like his TNA name. Right. Okay, go ahead on your indie news of BG James. Uh, all right, so we haven't seen him uh, on pay-per-view wrestling in a while. Uh, no, he's been on commentary a lot. Yeah, and I guess he's also been working explosions. That's right, yeah. But in terms of on pay-per-view, this is the first time since uh, they lost the titles to the Red Shirts back on January 28th. Holy uh, so there's been a few things that he's been doing, and it's mainly for IWA Mid-South. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, back on February 21st, BG James lost to Cashflow at IW Mid-South, giving the dog a bone in Olytic, 
Indiana. Uh, on March 6th, he also lost to Ryan Boz for IW Mid-South. And then on March 7th, the last uh, appearance for IW Mid-South, at least for right now, he uh, teamed up with Trick Davis, defeating Jim Fannin and Ryan Boz. Again, for IW Mid-South. Oh. So... Pretty interesting there. I, I would not have yeah. anticipated BG James working for IW Mid-South, but here we are. Hmm. BG James doing pretty well for himself here in the handicap match against the Naturals. Tossing them both to the floor. Douglas oh. landing on Stevens. And then uh, do, there's nothing for the Naturals for Indians. Do we know if the Naturals teamed up like on the Indies, or was that like a did they make them a team in TNA? I don't know if I know or not. Uh, <clears throat> that's a good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up uh, real quick, but I'm going to assume that they were just paired together because of like the hot shots and stuff like that. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking, but I don't know. I've been surprised before, I guess. I guess it depends if they're local guys, too. Maybe they did some, like, NWA shows together or something. Right. Uh, let's see here. So It looks like the first pairing of these two was... I mean, I guess they were in a six-man for USACW on... April 12th, 2003, they teamed up with Humongous again to lose to Air Paris, Chris Vaughn, and Rick Santel. Are they listed as the Naturals on that? No. The first time they're listed as the Naturals was uh, Explosion 28, April 16th. The Naturals defeating Derek King and Jason B. So it looks like it was a TNA. A TNA, like, put them together thing, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I feel like you never know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I even would have thought that they weren't a... Yeah, I mean, maybe that's... I thought they were put together in DNA, so then I was like, wait, maybe they maybe they teamed up before that. You never know. BG James is getting his ass kicked right now. He's in the ring with Chase Stevens currently. And if, you, if you're wondering, how can you tell the Naturals apart? Well, Chase Stevens is blonde. But not it's, his roots are growing out. Soon they're going to look identical if he doesn't dye his hair again. Yeah, it's significantly easier than uh, the SATs. Oh, God, dude, I can't. I really, really can't. Uh, me and Bob were talking recently uh, off air, and the SATs are, <laughs> are well, at the, at the, I think they're still doing it, the shows, uh, when this episode airs, but the wrestling and big-time wrestling, and there's a, a mystery third man with the SATs that we don't know who it is because it's not Amazing Red. <laughs> nope, <laughs> it sure is not. And I don't know if I'm going to have a name for you guys until the show happens, and I don't I don't think it's happened yet. Well, you know, it has not happened yet, at least not as of the time of this recording. Um, but I bet you that if it were to be released on, like if it was on Cage Match or something, it'd be like question marks. So we'll probably be fucked anyway. We won't be able to click the name. It'll yeah, just say it'll a name. Whatever, yeah. We'll never know. Although, here I am being like, oh my God, the SATs. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see him in 2022, dude. I watched their matches from 
Does he have anything left in the tank? I don't know. We'll find out, though. We will I'm not find. sure how I feel about BG James, really. Uh... Oh, here's Conan wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey. Oh, I know who Kobe Bryant is. Yes, you do. Number number eight, uh, one of my favorite players, Lakers. Whew. Conan is wanting the tag. He gets it. He's gonna. He better throw his shoes, or I'm gonna be pissed. No, don't throw the shoes. A rolling clothesline, rolling thunder lariat. Excuse me. Look at that counter into the reverse DDT. Andy Douglas tossed to the I outside. I thought Stevens was countering that, but okay. Chase Stevens to the floor. Oh, dale. Ready? He's gonna start yelling at you. you like want to touch jersey? this shirt? That's enough. <laughs> Andrew Thomas, you like this jersey? Go ahead, feel. That's, <laughs> That's a And he just pushed Andrew Thomas down, and he fucking twisted his ankle. Oh. Stevens missed a chair shot. Conan's got it now. He's getting oh, the cocaine. Wow. It looks like he's about to snort cocaine. Look how yeah, he's, he's doing it. A, yeah. Oh, it took him forever to throw the powder, though. But okay. Stevens got the chair. Smashes Conan over the head. Andrew Thomas holding his ankle. One. Two, three. The Naturals win. I love it. I, like I love it. it. Dude, Conan comes out finally. And they're yeah, Conan's here. And then they're like, powder, chair shot, you're done. <laughs> okay, it looks like a little bag of cocaine, dude. It is a bag. Yeah, it probably is a bag of cocaine. Oh, oh BG James got to get away. Get away from it. He probably doesn't know what it is. Oh, God. No. Um, so James. that, it was weird because the way that, that Andrew Thomas like was trying to stop Conan. He had to get up on the middle rope and be like, "Come on, dude!" And then he pushed him off. And he, I, it, that's a real way someone could actually like break their ankle too. Sure. So yeah. the way they did that was actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, we're getting a highlight about the Wildcat Jarrett match. So why don't I give you a Jeff Jarrett note? Because I don't even know if we're going to see him on the show or not. To be honest with you. Yeah, we might not. And by Jeff Jarrett, I actually have a couple Jeff Jarrett notes. So I'll just tell you. I'll see what we can do here. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, actually, and it depends if we see him. You may or may not tell us this, or we'll hear about it soon. But he went as NWA champion to El Torio in Mexico with Abyss and Dutch Mantel for the March 21st show for AAA before a sellout crowd of 18,000 fans. Wow. Which is really crazy when you think about the numbers that we get here in the asylum. Which, hey, Bob, I didn't give you that number. Remind me after this note. We'll talk about that crowd number. Um, they set up a TNA versus AAA angle as Jarrett, with help from a best beat Latin lover in the main event with a low blow finish, and then laid out Hector Garza and several other AAA wrestlers, including Octagon, Juventud Guerrera, and Mr. Aguila, until the AAA version of La Parca made the save on crutches. Jarrett actually worked more with Garza than with Lover. Jarrett threw tortillas at the fans to get super heat before the match even started, and fans pelted the ring with debris at him. Uh, and we didn't get a confirmation on this, but the plan was to end this angle with Antonio Pena getting left bloodied by the TNA contingent. So Jarrett getting mega heat in uh, Mexico there. I believe he talks about the tortillas thing on his podcast, if I remember correctly. And I can't remember who told him to do that. Yeah, he he, he does. Uh, he has mentioned it before. I definitely remember that. But pretty interesting. 
Uh, let's see. I have a, I have another Jarrett one. Is we're he, still kind of does. He like consistently gets good heat there, doesn't he? Oh, dude. He might arguably be one of the most hated people in Mexico. I feel like as you know, as a heel. As a wrestler. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> This kind of bounces off BG James, too. I probably could have said this one during the match, but uh, Jeff Jarrett had a meeting with talent and told the guys they needed to dress and look more like stars. Uh, Jarrett and Dutch Mantel were told by the uh, intermediaries for the hoped Fox Sports net deal that if the guys on the show look like they should be fans in the crowd, then they wouldn't last too past. Tell took that to heart. Jarrett told them they are working on a TV deal, it isn't done, and that they weren't going to talk about it until it was. Raven then got up and basically reiterated what Jarrett said. Uh, since they constantly pushed to develop unique characters and change their looks, uh, when... Oh, here's a... Jeff Jarrett's just talking more about Harris not being ready here now. Uh, when he was done, BG James said something like, thanks for your input, in a very sarcastic way, which made some people laugh. While everyone knows there is truth to what they are saying, the complaint is that Raven and Jarrett are probably the highest paid guys not working for WWE right now, so it's easy for them to say, spend a lot of money on your costuming. Mm. So, pretty interesting note there. Uh, Jarrett talking in, like a like I said, he's picture-in-picture picture here with, like, a weird background. Well, you know, and here's here's my other... Well, he's going to sit back. Jared's basically saying that he's going to sit back and watch. He had said that guys like Chris Harris, Raven, and AJ Styles all proved they weren't ready uh, for the NWA world title. He's forgotten more than you've ever known about professional wrestling. Um, oh, I went to Mexico City. See? Beat the entire promotion. 18,000. He's talking about the thing I, I just mentioned. Now. Wow, that's kind of cool. See, I, I do like that there's like three potential challenges for Jarrett instead of just one. We need it. Um, well, my kind of my comment about the costuming. How many times have we seen Jeff Jarrett come out wearing like skin tight shirts and just like what the hell kind of outfit are you wearing? It is kind of his look, though. Yeah, but does it make it look like a star that FS1 or Fox well, Sports Net would like be like, yeah, okay. I, I think it's interesting. We are we're witnessing changes, you know, in these past couple months that we're trying to tone down the product a little bit. We got rid of the dancers, uh, you know, no no swearing, stuff like that. We're toning all this down because we're preparing for a, a TV deal. I think it's super interesting. And I don't know if I would have noticed that that's why it's happening if we weren't getting this behind-the-scenes look from the Wrestler Observer. So yeah. I'm glad we have that context as we're watching it live. Yeah, if we didn't know that they were actively seeking a Fox Sports and that deal, I don't think we I would have even realized that they've toned it down. Right. Or, like, the reasoning as to why they're toning it down. Mike Tanay's in the ring here. He's talking about a bunch of WCW stuff is what I just heard. If you don't know who I'm about to introduce, you haven't been paying attention. Well, I wasn't. I was talking about. Holy shit. The Master of the Scorpion Death Drop. What? 
Are we about to see Sting? Yeah, here comes Sting. This wasn't even in your notes, dude. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't believe this right now. Dallas just got shocked. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thumbs up show, Bob. Why is okay, so, <laughs> Wait, so here's my... I'm really confused. Why wouldn't you promote a Sting appearance on your pay-per-view? Dude. What? I'm, I can't what? believe I didn't know this was about to happen on this show. And he's in his gear. Is he about to fight? <laughs> what, is going, what is going on? Okay, so, Bob, how many people came oh, right. to the show for a tag team title tournament and now are missing Sting? I'm going to say 900. Well, you're pretty close. It was actually 1,000, heavily papered, of course, which actually isn't too bad. But you would have got a sellout if you said Sting was coming. I'm just oh, saying. yeah, dude. Wow. Welcome back, Sting. How do you not promote <laughs> Sting showing up on your show? Bring yeah. us up to date, including a movie. Can I grab this for a second? Could I make your job uh, absolutely useless? Great. So here we go. Stizinger? Yeah, Stizinger is in the house. Come on. Okay. What was that question again? <laughs> I completely ignored your There's question. There's a movie what? about his life coming out. About when he's a kid to present day. It's part of his life was spent right here. Right here in Tennessee. And this is where they're like, Sting, you want to just do one more year? And he's like, okay. And then next year they're like, Sting, you want to do one more year? He's like, okay. One more year? Okay. And then it'll happen. It's just a one-year contract. They did do that. I'm pretty sure that's what they did. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. I want to thank you, Nashville. Today's like, (laughs) yeah, that's right. Thank us. He does his little typical nod. That's right. Stinger, got to ask you about the new direction of TNA and the new direction of the NWA. What are his thoughts on that? Especially about the new director of authority, Vince Russo. All I can say is it's about time. It's about time that wrestlers started wrestling. As he's cutting a promo. <laughs> you want to you want to see grappling? Oh, I thought he's gonna say you're gonna see some pretty awesome grappling. You like some mat takedowns? Well, TNA's the place to be for that. I love that he keeps taking the microphone from Mike Tanay. Yeah, he must not like you know having it held to his face. We are fully supporting Vince Russo. Tanae's such a flip-flopper. <laughs> what the fuck? It's Mike, it's fucking Vince Russo. And then like a year later, you know what? He's a cool guy. One thing that he doesn't have on his side if he's a liar is time. Staying one week ago tonight, young man named Chris Harris came this close to winning the NWA World's Heavyweight title belt for the first time. Sting, if you will, take us back to 1990. Oh, my God. How many times are we going to do this? <clears throat> Didn't he do this on the sit-down, too? He was like, take me back. 
to the Great American Bash 90 when you won the title. And he was like, Bash at the Beach 2000. Oh, Jesus Christ. What's your opinion on the Hulk Hogan thing? Uh, what if I told you I do have a note about Hulk Hogan I'm, I've been holding on to? Oh, God. Do I'm I not going to want to know. We'll talk about it maybe during the next match, but let's hear. We're going to keep hearing what Stink has to say here, but. Yeah, we don't want to ignore Stinger. Something real. Something you could sink your teeth into. And I sunk my teeth in that belt in 1990, and it felt really, really good. Is he? I thought he was going to maybe announce that he's going for the gold again, and we have a fourth challenger. Get ready. We're re- the road to the cage. And yes, a steel cage. Who's he going to find him? Have they even named the movie? No, he's here to film it, though. He's doing some filming here. Oh. There's guys shooting film right here. There's a wrestling audience here. Every single Wednesday night. Uh-oh. Is he about to tease? He's about to have an impromptu match? No way. I don't think I was born Uh-oh. to be a movie star. I was born to be a wrestler. I was born to be NWA World Champion, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, shit, Sting, I'm going to be here next Wednesday night. I'm going to poke my face into something somehow. Only because he's recording a movie. I don't care. I don't care either. This fucking pop filter is driving me nuts. I can tell. Jesus. I'm sure all our fans are loving the crinkly noises that Bob is making. I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) I was hoping there wasn't too much of a ruckus. I should have just muted myself, but I didn't. It's fine. Uh, He doesn't get outro music, apparently. Oh, it's very quiet. Okay, dude, so fucking Sting just made a unannounced uh, return. Sting, and you didn't tell anyone. That's fine. Scott Hudson interviewing Ron Killings backstage. K quick. Be there. You've been in the top once before. You worn the gold before. Can you do it again? I don't think the big man's going to be impressed. You're telling me that Dallas isn't going to be impressed by it? (laughs) The big man? The big man. The politics in the back have done got pushback. So he's going back to the top of the mountain. Hmm. Really, you can't handle the truth. Goldilocks. Excuse me, Ronald. Ronald. Okay. Are you ready for tonight? Are you ready for Abyss? (laughs) Why are you asking me that? Bro him? (laughs) 
I uh, I forgot that Abyss and Ron Killings were fighting until this uh, segment here. Well, we've been. I actually kind of thought we weren't done with the title tournament, but we did get through the entire first round. And I gotta say, about oh shit, it I actually wasn't as painful as I thought it was gonna be. No, 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 it was not. I mean, was it great? Well, it's a no. tag team title tournament, so no. But it right, wasn't. Uh, it wasn't too bad. I, I'm not gonna complain too much about it, to be honest. And I actually liked all the teams they had in it. We had a debut. No complaints from me. Yeah, I mean, you have. Uh, Triple X apparently back. They look good. Right. Uh, Sin and Slash back. The Naturals winning. Yeah, dude. Dallas. Uh, big man. The big man. And Cash. Yeah. Uh, I like it, man. I do. And now we got Abyss and Ron Killings. This could be good. And we still have Amazing Red. Right. We don't even know what he's doing. We have no idea. Beware. Three Live Crew. I. This is my prediction. If they're pushing... Ron Killings again in the singles role. I think Ron Killings is about to win this match. I almost think he kind of has to. If you want him to be a, a, a true viable contender. If you notice, though, Bob, he's not dancing out to the ring. This He's very serious he's right serious, now. serious, yeah. Well, because, you know, I feel like if Ron wins, it doesn't hurt Abyss, really. I mean, the only thing, you immediately get Abyss's heat back by, like, attacking him or something. It doesn't matter. Yep. Bell immediately rings as Killing is still doing his entrance. Is he just going to get attacked from behind? No? Okay. Oh, I thought he was going to get splashed in the corner. So did I or something. Is Abyss's shirt soaking wet again in the front? Well, we can't tell because we can only see the back. And yes, it's definitely it sure is. Wet. <laughs> Jesus. It's funny. Is this, a, is this a first time matchup? I don't know if we've seen these guys fight before or not. This is definitely a first time. Abyss has, hasn't even had that many singles matches. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. He fought like what El Leon and like Raven a couple times. Yeah, he has only really had a handful. Ron with the early advantage with some uh, strikes in the corner. Baseball slide to the floor. Is he about to ram Abyss going first into the ring post? Looks like he is. E- yep. yep. Oh, and oh. again. And again. Wow. Really, really. And again. Well, Bob, as this match is in its earlier moments here, I teased you with Hulk Hogan. We love Hulk Hogan notes on this show. Oh, brother. Well, Jerry Jarrett is still trying to do something with Hogan, Hall, and Nash. Oh. Even <laughs> goes for crossbody. Abyss catches him. Even coming in together, although they couldn't use the NWO name. Uh, Jarrett talked with them and said the company doesn't have the money they once had, but would cut them good deals on merchandising. The feeling, watching the tapes, were that all three felt it didn't look major league. Nobody ever expected Hogan to set foot in the asylum, and even though the company did, it never happened. Hall and Nash really didn't have a lot of, or really don't have a lot of options, although they apparently still in talks with Pride, even though they didn't come to terms for March 7th. Uh, Ron Kelly just hit a nice uh, head scissors of sorts off the apron. And yes, I guess you could say Abyss got sent into like the ring steps or something, but it didn't look that great. Uh, do you think they would go by the band? Um, in about six years. I think it's hysterical 
that they think that they could get. Oh my god, Abyss is dropped, killing his groin first on the guard railing, and it did not look like that was a delicate drop. No, it did not. Uh, if Hogan Hall and Nash showed up on a TNA weekly pay per view, I don't even know who would be a, a realistic challenger to them in TNA. Well, you know, it would be only a matter of time before Jeff Jarrett joined them. Oh, for sure. He'd be like, I'm being, I'm part of this too. <laughs> I'm in WO. Remember me, guys? I was slap nuts. I was there. Uh, yeah. So that'd be kind of weird. Um, unless they came in as baby faces, because I think like Abyss, for instance, would be a good threat to them. Yeah, I can see that being interesting. But I, I, but I just, I also feel like as if they would just run through everybody. Yeah, they probably would. The only person I could see putting people over is Scott Hall, because Scott Hall don't care. He, he's always been the type of guy where, like, pay me and I'll do whatever you need me to do. Right. Well, we're fighting through the crowd right now. And actually, I had a, I have a note about Sting, kind of. Uh, I didn't realize he was going to be on the show, so I kind of forgot I had this note. But Dave says it was embarrassing when the new cable guide came out this past week because they planned April 4th show. Build from Kentucky with Toby Keith and a photo of Sting was listed for a $29.95 price. Mm-hmm. The company, after canceling the date, tried to claim it was never anything more than a tentative date. So it actually was in the cable guide. Wow. That's a fun fact. That was actually being promoted as a thing. Oh, Killings with a flying clothesline off the bleachers. April 4th. For thirty bucks, yep. I wish that I wish that happened with like the card that you had rumored it was going to be like Ultimate X and like Raven doing something. Dude, like it was a crazy, it was a crazy sounding show. Yeah. Oh. Back body drop to the floor. We're back ringside. And we are. Uh, we got thirty three minutes and thirty four seconds left in the show. Now, again, if you're Dallas Gridley, uh, we're one hour, 20 minutes, Big man. seconds into the show. I want to be called Big Man. Big Man. All right, fine. Here you go. Big Man and Bob. Big Man and Bob. <laughs> Come on, break the announcer's table. That way I get my Chipotle for life from Big Man. Bob wishes that he would be getting that, but that is never going to happen. I still have no recollection of a TNA announce table ever breaking, ever. I've I've never seen it either. Even current day, ever. I mean, literally ever. It's crazy. Uh, there's got to be at least one, I feel like, but I... <laughs> you got me. If any one of our listeners know, let us know, at Cross the Line TNA on Twitter. Send us that information, please. Yeah, I mean, even in all those like monsters balls match, there's never been a announcer table break. I don't think so because that's when we get to uh, Universal there, and then our announce table is made of like fucking, I feel like steel and like glass. Hmm. Yeah, and they do like to like jump off the stage and stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of stage work. Maybe that's like their makeup. Scissor to the chair. Oh, this went face first on it. That was nice. Yeah, should it technically wouldn't be a DQ because he just landed on it. He didn't hit him with it. Right, and then Abyss introduced the chair anyway. I think he did. So, 
Rudy Charles counting. Or does anyone get, get to their feet? I don't know, but while we're waiting, I still got plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, so uh, WWC is attempting to make a comeback and has talked with Dutch Mantel about hiring him as a booker or consultant. Mantel is earning a reported $2,000 per week in TNA, but is trying to keep himself involved in Puerto Rico. Now, when negotiating, he's talked to both WWC and IWA of late, and he said TNA is mm-hmm. sold or solid for two years, but is looking to come in one weekend per month to help book. He talked with Luke Williams as late as March 22nd, so has not committed to either size, side, but is interested. But interest from IWA is still or said to be waning. So our booker here in TNA is looking to explore other booking opportunities. Interesting. Uh, Ron Killing said a springboard like splash off a chair into a in the corner during that note, which uh, looked pretty good. Uh, I'm surprised that Dutch isn't saying WWC is a uh, competitor. Is it because they don't have pay-per-view? Because they don't have pay-per-view in the U.S., I think, yeah. Uh, And kind of to bounce off of that, it kind of continues here that the story has it that Panda, which also owns TNA, was interested in purchasing WWC. This may or may not be the case and would be a Jimmy Hart connection. Hart is an intermediary. I'm just saying that wrong. Intermediary. In the Panda deal to get the Fox Sports net for TNA, and Hart was at one point attempting to buy WWC and was in Puerto Rico a few weeks ago trying to put together a deal as Ron Killings hits that front sit-out suplex. Who's that? Is that Raven? It's Raven, who's supposed to be suspended, pulled the referee Son out. Son of a bitch. And the reason that this WWC deal hasn't gone through is the the owner is asking $1.5 million, which is considered too high for a promotion that has no base audience. That does sound high. Shock treatment, One. also known as what a maneuver. <laughs> Killings kicks out. Raven's still at ringside. It's kind of weird that Raven's helping Abyss, considering uh, their issues just three months ago. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Definitely solidifying Raven as a heel, I would say, right? I think maybe that's really what they're trying to get to here. Yeah. Boot in the corner as Abyss ran toward Ron Killings. Oh, is he going for it? Going for that axe kick? Off the rope? Oh, shit. Caught him black hole slam. Oh, that should be it. (laughs) <laughs> no, okay. Raven yeah. hit him with a chair. In a really shitty chair. Really, yeah. really shitty chair yeah, shot. Yeah, he angled it pretty bad. I think he was rushing because they were at a two count, but... Now, so Ron Killings won that... Or no, Abyss would win that by disqualification. Yes, he would. Okay, oh. headshot to... A stiff headshot to Ron Killings. Where are you, Russo? Come on. There's AJ Styles. Now you could you could see Raven looking to the side waiting for uh, someone to come out, and that's AJ Styles. Honestly, who, seeing seeing who, these mind four, you is wearing a dress shirt. AJ, he's looking so. nice, very professional. Uh, these four guys in the ring is kind of getting me excited about our where our current state is for our number one contendership thing here. Styles, Raven, Killings, and Abyss—that's a good lineup. 
Yeah. I mean, I think the main event scene is definitely getting stronger. You, I mean, I guess you could include Chris Harris into that. And actually, I think this is a great uh, time to point out as Styles splashes the best and then gets hit with a huge black hole slam. He takes that. So there was rumored that Styles was going to be being pushed back to the exhibition, and that has yet yeah. to happen. So it seems like that rumor, which mind you, every note we say is technically rumor. Um, it seemingly has they've changed their mind, which I think is the right thing to do. I don't yeah. think you can. I don't think you can send AJ back to the X division. Not at this point, at least. Right. <laughs> Kelly's kind of knocking everyone out. Knocks Raven down. Goes after Bismore. Truth, truth. The fans love truth. He's doing wicked sloppy slow punches. BG James Conan. Christopher Daniels. The locker and- room is emptying. And security members, yeah. There's Loki. Did it say Douglas is out here as well? There's Simon Diamond. It's literally everyone. Everyone who is on the show is out here. Mike Are there heels in there? Oh, Shane Douglas is there in the corner, I guess. But he's with the Biz. Yeah. They had to have one heel hold the other heel back. This is chaos. AJ flew over the top, apparently. We didn't see it. Yeah, the camera, tunnels. of course, missed it. You know who would have uh, prevented this from happening? Rick Santel. Rick Santel. Oh, Glenn Gilberti's out there. Oh, there's Sabu even now. Crowd was really into this segment, though. I would say so, yeah. They were just chanting, like, either holy shit or something. Oh, Ron Killings just hocked a loogie. Oh, I hate it when they spit ringside. What? You're the same guy that t- took a lollipop from fucking Joey Ryan. Stop bringing that up, Bob. We all make regrets. <laughs> but you're saying you hate when they spit at ringside. You took a lollipop from another man. Well, I just like seeing, his mouth. seeing spit come out is kind of gross. Yeah, but you had another guy spit in your mouth. Stop. I don't want to talk about it, man. <laughs> this was before... It was like, I just, I mean, I'm done. I wish Bob talked me out of it. I was actually rooting you out. I was like, yeah, dude, this guy. Yeah, you were actually. Anyways. Oh, he just spit though, Raven. Stop it. Oh. Regarding Killing says, let me take care of Raven like we used to do back in the days in the locker room. Four man fight for one thing. Can't amen. get an amen. Please make this happen. He's asking nice. Oh, he's not asking. He's demanding it. Next week, Abyss, Raven, AJ Styles. In the suntan Superman. Oh, that's a huge four-way match if it happens. Styles still going after Raven. And, you know, I think the spit at ringside maybe grosses me out because then I just picture guys landing on it and, like, rolling uh, it. Yeah, See, yeah. that's what I mean by it, really. Like, on their back and everything? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what gross. I think is, like... Yeah, that's... It's like even when I'm at a concert, people will spit on stage, and I'm like, oh, God. Right. You gotta walk on that. I think I... Uh, yeah, that, that four-way could be good next week. Elix Skipper, Jerry Lynn being interviewed backstage here by Scott Hudson. 
Yep. How do we feel about Elix Skipper's like jacket? He's been wearing it for a while. It's kind of weird, but we want the winners, either UK or Mexico. He wants wants a one night tournament. He wants to get all the teams: Team Japan, Team UK, Team NWA, Team Canada, Team Mexico. He wants everyone one night tournament. With Number all one contender, those, X Division elimination matches up next is what we were just told. With all those teams of a one night tournament, you're looking at like eight hours. Right. If we have to get in the ring with our teammate, then we know it's nothing personal. It's just business. Who's this? Scott Demore. So if one of you two guys actually managed to win this match tonight, we could potentially see teammate versus teammate. And they're kind of hinting at the fact that Chris Saban is the X Division champion, by the way. And I have a note. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll tell you why uh, during the next match. Is it because he hasn't defended it in like four months? Well, yes, but there's a reason why. Probably heard. Scott Demore. Take it. Someone from. He likes this. Who's got the greatest ex wrestlers? The bigger the stage, the grander the scale. Oh, better for you to do what Americans do best choke. choke. Blow all the hat air you want, because last time I remember. I didn't see Canadians drinking Molson out of the Exco. Burn. Team Triple A's already set a new captain. Oh, maybe they should follow suit. Team NWA with naming a new captain. Because Jerry Lynn has kind of let the team down. Skipper's looking at him like, maybe I should be the team captain. And now we are ringside with Don West and Mike Tanay. Let's get this up. Very important. NWATNA.com. Oh, they're talking about the school right now. This response was so overwhelming. For four people trying. It crashed the email site. Go back to NWATNA.com. There's another email. Tell you what to do if you haven't got a response. A new gut check. <laughs> gut check is coming back in 2022, Bob, just so you know. Is it? It is. Wow. Video on demand, all the merchandise, nwatna.com. Guys in the truck. I'll run them. Roll that footage. Is this from AAA? One week from tonight, we're going to see exclusive footage from Mexico, Jeff Jarrett, who does not wear those glasses in TNA. Look at all the people throwing trash at him. Oh, man. They hate him. Exclusive footage one week from tonight. Okay, I'm excited about that, actually. 
You see Monty Brown. Toughest test to date. Monty Brown will face Sabu next week. Mm. Wait, Rudy Charles coming ringside. I can't hear what they're saying, so. Wait a second. Wait, Don West uh, is going to say it. Yeah. It is going to happen next week. Final four away. Run the Truth Killings, Monster Abyss, AJ Styles, and Raven. The winner will get Chris Harris. The winner of that gets Jeff Jarrett. But special enforcer <laughs> one week from tonight. Sting is going to be the special enforcer <laughs> in the final four-way match. I bet you there's still fucking interference. Well, he's there to stop any. Yeah, well, he won't. Bob, big show next week. That's a big main event. Scott Hudson standing by in the back. He's with Chris Harris, who looks very sad while he's wearing his shiny snakeskin jacket. Professional. I'm actually surprised we're even hearing from Chris Harris tonight. Is is he wearing a championship belt, or is that a huge belt buckle? He is kind of holding his waist weird, isn't he? I don't know. I didn't see it. He's got to thank his friend and partner, Cowboy James Stone. You have a team as strong as us. One man goes on a different agenda. That can cause a lot of problems. James Storm has been there, had my back since day one. He couldn't be any more supportive. Well, he did question your loyalty to sex. He's not happy about the decision, but he trusts Vince is doing the right thing. And he knows that Vince trusts him after last week. That's right. Let's hear his thoughts on the fatal four-way. What, did he say confrontation weird? Yeah, I think it might have. I may not be standing here with the world title, but I stand here with a whole lot of pride. Scott Hudson. I have the hope and desire to be the world champ. Continuing on the road for you, Jarrett, on the cage. So uh, Harris is not wearing a belt. It's just the shine of his jacket. It's folded. Oh, I see what you mean. That is weird. All right. Come on, Chris. We get yeah, this is, this is pretty long form here. At the end of this story, when this book is over. You will have everything you ever dreamed. Jarrett!
My, my book just started last, last week. week. Then I wrote the final chapter is World Heavyweight Champ. And he walks away. Thanks, Chris Harris. Six man elimination X Division match up next. Oh. We're at one hour, 38 minutes, and 19 seconds as Petey Williams is our first entrant. So I feel like the four way, I mean, Ravens, pro- he's got to be the favorite to win it, right? To then have a feud with since he fucked Harris over. I feel like, yeah. That's what I would think. You said this is a six-way? Yeah. Here's Nasawa. We've seen Nasawa a few times here in the asylum. Oh, okay. Good. <clears throat> Frankie Kazarian. <sighs> Guy that blocked me on Twitter. Yeah, well. All because he cut his hair. And I, I mean... <laughs> Say my name. That's right. Uh, Huge skipper. Is... Prime time, baby. Just say it. Jerry Lynn. There he is. And there's only one more, Bob. And it's the return, a big return of wrath, because that's the music of wrath in WCW, the siren thing there. No, it's amazing red, man. Oh, shit. I was close. Is it a heel turn? Is it going to be a bad No way, dude. Come on. I Uh, cannot. If there was a huge turn, that girl with that custom-made Amazing Red shirt, she'd be devastated. His ACL it was repaired five months, I think they just said. He's been, yeah, he's been out for a while. I'll be getting into that here in a minute. So let's get into indie notes just to get it out of the way here. Petey yeah. Williams. Back on March 19th, he defeated Nigel McGuinness for IWA Mid-South. And, of course, we haven't seen Petey Williams since uh, the uh, last X-Cup special. Which was just a few weeks ago, anyway. So, uh, Skipper and Kazarian are starting off this match, by the way. Uh, Petey Williams was also involved in a War Games match. He teamed up with A1, Conrad Kennedy III, Joe, and uh, Joe E. Legend in a losing effort against Team IWR, which was Gavin Starr, Jamie Cox, Jimmy Jacobs, and Nate Matson. And that was for IWR's Brawl at the Hall 3 in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Nasawa, he's been mostly wrestling for CMLL, although he did have a PWG match on March 7th when he teamed up with Masada in a losing effort against the Havana Pitbulls, which is Ricky Reyes and Rocky Romero. Uh, he also wrestled for New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, Dojo in uh, Hollywood, California, teaming with uh, Masada in a winning effort against Aaron Aguilar. And Joey Ryan. Here comes Nosawa now. Trying his luck with Jerry Lynn. And baseball slide. Kick to the knee. By Nosawa. The returning Amazing Red. We haven't seen him since July 16th, 2003. When he lost to Elix Skipper. 
And yeah, he's been he hasn't wrestled since August nineteenth. Uh, his first match back was actually back on the thirteenth of March for Ring of Honor. As Draylen drop kicks Masawa to the floor, I, I, is this a match where if they get sent to the floor, that another guy can just come in because Petey Williams just came in? Yeah, so I believe that's like the it's like a lucha style lucha thing, match, right? Yeah. Uh, because it's a essentially it's a four corners match, so there's a guy in each corner, right? And it's either tags or I guess when you get ta- you know thrown out. Right. Lynn with a tilted world backbreaker here on Petey Williams for two count. The Amazing Red defeated Jack Evans, Jimmy Rave, Mark Briscoe, Sanjay Dutt, and Teddy Hart uh, at Ring of Honors at your best on March 13th. That was in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And this is, in fact, his return to TNA. Jerry Lynn. Uh, we haven't seen him on TV since the 3rd, March 3rd, when he lost to Kazarian. <clears throat> since that time, he... Uh, retained the IWA Mid-South title against Danny Daniels on March 6th, MPJ Whitmer on March 7th, and he defeated Nigel McGinnis on March 13th at Ring of Honors at your best. For uh, That was actually for the Pure Wrestling title number one contendership. And the last one here, last one of the night, because this is in fact the last match, uh, Frankie Kazarian. Lost a three-way match. Jason Styles defeated Kazarian and Wildstorm for BTW in San Jose, California on March 20th. Wow, look at that. Okay, who's in here? Nasawa and Jerry Lynn are legal men now. We've been la- lots of tags. Nice super kick to Jerry Lynn's face. Uh, I got a couple notes, too, to kind of power through before the end of tonight's show as well. Because, like I said, today was pretty heavy on the notes. If we weren't doing them during the show, this definitely would have been a three-hour show. Am I right, Bob? Probably, yeah. Jerry Lynn basement dropkick on the Sawa. So I mentioned Chris Saban. So they mentioned this on the air last week, apparently. Right. I missed it. But he is uh, – they talked about an injury. Well, it's it's a legit injury. And apparently he may have to have his knee scoped, which would keep mm. him out for two months. But they're hoping that won't be necessary and they can return in a few weeks after some rehab. So that is why we have not seen Chris Saban, really. Um, and – the title that obviously puts the X Division title in question because, and so it's a, a ligament damage a few weeks ago. Is, um, Dave mentions they're not sure how long he's going to be out, but um, he went to a doctor at first, told him he doesn't need surgery and just needed to rest for two weeks. But after two weeks, his knee was hurting worse. So that's kind of where we're, it's kind of up in the air on what's going to be needed. Right. That sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. Oh, Skipper oh. with a reverse suplex on P.D. Williams, laying him across the top rope. And is he about to walk the, the top rope here? No. Springboard leg drop. Mm. Mitch is kind of broken down a bit. Kazarian's in here as well. Uh, let's see what else I got for you. Oh, Skipper to the floor. Uh, Roddy Piper did an interview with Brian Wheeler. I know that's not a name we necessarily want to discuss, but by Piper, I mean, because... I was going to say, what's wrong with Brian Wheeler? I don't even know who that is. No, but we, Piper, every time he comes out, we kind of cringe a little because his promos are long and don't make sense. Uh, this just did a nice somersault dive, by yes, the way. Did. And Red, him. let's see, is Red going to do a huge one as well, landing on both sure his Skipper. Uh, that was on Sports Radio 910 in Portland. Uh, last week, he claimed, amongst things, as Jerry Lynn stops Nasawa from doing a dive, uh, that the reason TNA got health insurance is because of him. Uh, he also said when he slapped Russo across the face in the one interview when Owen Hart's death was brought up, that was a shoot. 
It's also noted that other stuff in this, he kind of just went crazy on this interview. So Dave kind of blows him off as Nasawa gets eliminated after a cradle pile driver. So, so TNA has health insurance? Yeah, they offer it to the guys if you're contracted. Oh, okay. Oh, Pilly Williams. Are we going to see a freaking Canadian destroyer in this match? God damn it. Ooh. Hurricane Rana by PD Williams to send both himself and Lynn over the top to the floor. Lynn kind of hit his head weird on the apron. So that yeah. could be important to note. Okay, I got two more things. So I'm going to give them to you now and then we can enjoy the rest of this match. There, the lineup for the there's a UK wrestling channel. Uh, on Monday nights, they are airing Explosion at 9 p.m., but it's apparently on a six-month delay oh. as Kazarian dropkicks Elix Skipper from the back into Jerry Lynn. And then Wednesday is the TNA pay-per-view events on a six-month delay on 9, 9 p.m. So I, this is this UK wrestling channel. What is with these international deals? Because like one of them was like nine months behind, and now there's one that's six months behind. Yeah. Well, this also airs like Noah, CMLL, CZW. I mean, this is. Oh, like, it's that channel. It's a dream channel. Like, I wish this existed. Look at that. Jumping like Flatliner by Red. Gets pulled out, though. It's elimination. Not sure why you'd yeah, do why that. Why would you pull him out? Even the announcer, it's an A West. Like, what are you doing? Oh. Okay. Is that, is that broken? That doesn't count as broken. They've oh, done that dude. before. Come on. You got to physically go through the table. Skipper was eliminated, apparently. We did. missed that. I think Kazarian pinned him. Camera did not catch it. No. Um, and my final note for the night, Bob, as Kazarian. <gasps> oh, middle rope leg. Yeah, there it is. Uh, they, the talked about plan at this point. Oh, wait, hold on. Is Kazarian eliminated? Nope. The talked about plan at this point, if the Spock's Fox Sports Net deal comes through, would be to tape TV every Thursday night in Orlando for a Sunday night airing. That would move monthly Sunday pay-per-view shows at $29.95, and the Wednesday weekly pay-per-views might be dropped. Now, oh, Brad, double drop kick to Williams and Kazarian. Kips up. Both Lynn and Brad are pinning them. Nope. Uh, this is all hypothetical at this point, of course. Dave says that his gut says if this goes through, it wouldn't be long to save costs where they tape more than one TV at a time, so they'd be down to working every other week. For the full-timers, with one pay-per-view and four TVs, oh. they'd be getting more dates and thus more money. If it's cut back to taping two shows at once, they'd be doing three dates per month, which is the same as the current situation. Williams just did like a reverse power driver on Red, and then Lynn hit a TKO on PD. Kazarian countering. Lynn countering Kazarian. Now he's going for the nope, backdrop to avoid the cradle power driver. He's signaling for something there. What does that mean? I don't know. Uh oh, Kryptonite Crunch. Oh, he hits him now. That should be it. One, two. Oh, he kicks out at two. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, their plan there for the TV taping would make sense. Yeah, I think so. Especially if they're like in cost-cutting measures. So. Right. Maybe they could get Hogan Hall and Nash at Universal Studios. Right. And elbows, PD. Uh, going for a sunset flip, but Kazarian holds. <gasps> PD's helping Kazarian, and he pinned Lynn. Lynn's been eliminated. Whoa. 
Good job. Okay, so now we're down to Amazing Red, P.D. Williams, and Frankie Kazarian. Not a bad trio of guys to be number one contender. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my. Why? <laughs> That's how Amazing Red gets hurt. <laughs> Jeez. It was like a reverse that? wheelbarrow DDT combination. Oh, God. So stupid. Red kicks out, of course. Oh, my God. I can't wait for your notes next week. Uh, Amazing Red separated his shoulder. He'll be out. Uh, <laughs> PD with some elbows. Kazarian choking. Now they're now they're following the rules in a triple threat match? Okay. Hey, dude, why not? Got to tag in. That's stupid. When you're down to three, there's no point in tagging. Four I people, I could I understand. Agree. But three, I don't know. Snap suplex here by Kazarian. Tags back in Williams. Well, see, now he's signaling. This is, I'm telling you, man. Shut up, I'm doing it. Kazarian throws Red into Petey. Oh! Petey hits the Canadian Destroyer on Amazing Red. That's the the crowd popped pretty big for it. They did. That move is now a transition move in professional wrestling. It was at one point a finishing move. One. Two. Oh, P- Kazarian turns on Petey. Wave of the future, and he eliminates him. Oh, my goodness. Now we're down to just Red and Kazarian. Swerve. That's right. He swerved him. Damn it, tonight. We're down to Red and Kazarian here. Mike Posey doing a great job tonight. Under two minutes left in the show. Who is going to win the Back to the future? Minutes? Nope. Countered. Oh. Code, Code red. red. One. Two. Oh. Kicks out at two. Red's got to win his return match, right? Right. I mean, we're not There's no out. way. Come on, Red. The wave of the future. Counter. Nope. Rolls through. Nope. Sweeps the leg. Standing shooting star. Red star press. Red star press. And he oh, got he got it. it. There you go. All right. Wow. So, you know what? Maybe Amazing Red should just get hurt. Return after eight months. Get a win. Get hurt again. Come back after eight months. Get a win. He'll be undefeated. There we go. Wait a second. What is this? We're coming to the backstage. Wrong. There's a brawl between... Is it all the guys in that four-way last week? It looks like uh, it. Looks like Abyss there. That's Styles. There's Raven. So, yes. There's Ron Killings right there, yeah. Where's yeah, Sting? Where's the Enforcer? I, I don't know. Sting really should be out here breaking this up right now. It's next week. The Road to the Steel Cage next week. Raven. Raven. The truth. We're on like a little road graphic. Abyss. AJ Styles. Special Enforcer. Sting. No picture of Sting, just the Scorpion logo. Sweet. All right. And that wraps it up. Dallas, I am going to say, I uh, I think I enjoyed that. I did too, Bob. 
That's a thumbs up fuck? show right there. With a tag yeah, tournament yeah. in half of the show, and we liked it that much. It was a good start to the tournament. It did not. Uh, it did not drag at all. Really? No, I. I don't think it did. No, I think that was a very easy watch uh, for that show. I really did enjoy it. I I like. They definitely seemingly toned down on super long segments. I feel like. Maybe I'm just thinking maybe this week. I mean, there's a couple here and there, but they don't feel like, oh, God. Like, no, I mean, the Chris Harris interview definitely Well, yeah. dragged. Because, like, he he was going for, like, two minutes, and then he's just, like, he said a word that was, like, so. And then there was another long-winded story, and I was like, oh, my God. So that was, that, that was a, a bit dragged on there. But, uh, no, I thought um, solid episode. Sting, unannounced. Okay. Whatever. Well, That's yeah. What the heck? Cool. And I think next week's four way with Sting as an enforcer, that is a strong main event to be like, I'm going to check it out and see what they're going to do. Right. I, I totally agree. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to it because I think that it's, there's potential that that's going to be like a really good four way match. Yeah. I think that, I think that could be pretty solid there. So uh, yeah. I can't complain about that. Well, I, I hope everyone else is excited to keep following along with us. We are, Bob, we're like, we're flying through 2004 right now. Absolutely it's, uh, flying. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's really crazy. And uh, if you are a TNA fan, you know there's some real exciting shit coming up. And I'm really excited for it. So I hope you stay along on the journey with us. And I already mentioned it before, but make sure you're following us on our Twitter page, at Cross the Line TNA. You can like us over on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel that may or may not be updated, but the episode was at. Well, if you're listening, wherever you find your favorite podcast, it don't matter. But subscribe to us, support us, anyways. It's just more fun that way. Yeah, um, we're on the cusp of another new era of uh, TNA. We've been through several new eras. Yeah, we really have. But. Uh, we're on the cusp of another one, and uh, it's an era that one of my earliest memories for uh, TNA wrestling. So that will be a lot of fun to relive it. And it's stuff that I legitimately have not seen 20 years or however yeah, long. There's some, there's some stuff coming up, man. I, it, I mean, it's going to be – every week it's going to be like, man, I'm like – I'm in the feels right now. Because there's right. some stuff that truly changed what I liked about wrestling coming up. But TNA, what I found, the true alternative for me, it, it's we're getting there. We're very, very close. And I cannot wait to watch it in context with the past two years that we've been watching. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really going to be crazy. It's It's been a lot of fun. And I hope, uh, I hope everyone's been enjoying that as well. And if you have, leave us a review if you could. That'd be awesome. We'd like to know what you guys think about the show. We appreciate all the interactions over on our social media pages, but leave us a review where you listen to your podcast. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate the growing numbers of our episodes. So however you have found us, uh, thank you for joining us and sticking around. I also want to throw it out there. If we get enough requests, uh, Dallas and I will, in fact, read the RF video chat log. Oh, God, no. Justice. It will be a bonus episode. Why do you got to like this? It will be a bonus episode. So be on the lookout for that. So if you want that, just uh, hit us up on Twitter and uh, we can act it out. It will be uncensored as well. We will read every last detail. 
Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> All right. Worth a shot, folks. I think that'd be funny. Anyway, uh, next week, it's a four-way. To pretend to, the winner facing the number one contender to get the real number one contendership to then get in a cage with Jeff Jarrett. So until then, for Dallas Ridley, I am Bob Conn Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross Line Podcast.